0: Blog Talk Radio. Oh, it's 1500 slaves in full effect, okay? And you go to a slave or an African and you say, right there, while he's picking the cotton, right there, yo man, what you think about this whole situation you in right now? You are gonna get two types of people. You gonna no, get three. You gonna get one type of person. Say, what situation? I'm just picking cotton. Then you're going to get another person that says, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, Charlie, that's Charlie kind of hard on me, but he all right. Then you get this other person who's like, yo, what's your name? You got something called a MAP? <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here. These are the few people you're going to meet on the plantation. In the fifteen, in are the, the three people you're going to meet. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't care that I'm here, and I'm trying to get the hell out of here come now 2012 ask a person in any job situation situation where they go. you gonna be three times of people one why do you work for FedEx what do you mean why well, I work for FedEx I got a job why do you work for FedEx well you know it is hard hours man it's long I was driving this truck it's crazy, but it's the best I can do right now, and I get a good check. Last person, why do you work at FedEx? I don't work here. I'm really an MC. I'm waiting for my opportunity to record my album. I'm only doing this right now so I can eat. Yo, really? My name is da
1: da da I'm trying to get free.
2: And that is true We're all just trying to get free In the midst of this Babylonian society Well hello everybody I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio I'm Brother Seth And you're listening to the network Fire Stone Network And uh just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight For this very exciting and long anticipated show um, As many of you know Last week we tried to have our brother or doctor uh, the crown brother, Dr. Cosriel Ben Yehuda. Well, he's going to be in the house tonight. Yes, he's going to be in the house tonight, and I'm thankful to the father for that. And so I just want to just come on here and let everybody know we do appreciate the, the, the heavy presence so early. I feel sorry for those that's going to be calling a little later because, man, they may just may not be able to get in here. I'm very serious. Let me take the phone lines tonight, so whatever you do, folks, do not hang up, do not hang up. Again I'm Brother Seth and thank you for tuning in. And while I'm thanking everyone for tuning in, I'm talking my friends excuse me, I'm talking about the friends and family of Five Smooth Stones ever since two thousand eleven. We well over three hundred and fifty shows, believe it or not, and some of you have been faithful to all those shows. And then I have my biological blood family, the Douglas Candy family, uh, that's tuned in tonight again. Thank you. I see so many of you here tonight. Well, they're here. Uh, the families here, the human family is here, all over the country and probably the world eventually when you start listening talking about listening in the archives later on. So I uh, just wanna again uh welcome everyone to the show tonight. So I'm doing something a little different. I'm gonna go ahead and play another little quick song and then we're gonna come back and start the show. I just got need to little do some few little adjustments here and we'll be right back shortly. This is our uh, featured um uh, praise and worship leader, uh Miss Sanak. Sinach, I should say, Sinach from Nigeria. Check her out. This song is called Waymaker. It's probably one of the most popular songs on uh, YouTube right now, not because of nothing else other than the anointing that's on the sister's life. Okay, so check this out Sinach from Nigeria. Waymaker. We'll be right back, folks. We are truly fulfilling prophecy and fulfilling, more importantly, his word. And so um, and I do have some hands in the race. So let's go ahead and um, let's do a couple things here. Let me just go ahead and take a uh, bus. No, i might take an airplane up to California. I think this is our sister, our beloved sister, Eliana. We'll see. All right. Area uh, code 209683. Sister Eliana, is that you? Yes, it is. Well, how are you doing, sister? Go ahead and say hello to everybody. Welcome back.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And uh, shalom, everybody. And welcome back to part four, I believe, of um, yes, yes. this broadcast. Yes, it
2: is. This is a uh, uh, – we, we still continue on from the reality check, but we have t- – Change the title a little bit, and I will read the show description for those of you that's just call it "Pharisee so Strong" every single Tuesday. And you have no idea what we're talking about tonight, so we'll get off into that in a little bit. But Sister Eliana has been with us since part one of Reality Check, where we talked about how we know we Israel. We really hit hard the curses or the prophecies that's put. That's to be upon Israel forever According to Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 And she did a wonderful job Along with some other guests we had on Where we talked about that And then part 2 of course and then part 3 And uh, now we name it a different show But she is here to uh, definitely uh, Talk about the new show African Americans Reclaim Their Heritage Slash A Remnant Return She is here for that Now thank you sister I want to go ahead and go to the phone lines And uh, bring on You know what before I go to Sister Yaina uh, you know what, well, let me slow down a little bit Sister Eliana, there are some people that don't know you Go ahead and tell us, just give us about a, uh, maybe a two minute intro here Even though you've been on all along Some people are hearing you for the very first time And I have to remember that Just go ahead and let them know who you are And how to get a hold of you briefly please
3: Okay, well, again I'm saying shalom Hello to everybody on the call And listening and who's going to be listening by archive uh, my name is Eliana Bhatia, and uh, I am a um, ministry leader here in the Central Valley of California, Merced area, and I have a ministry called Beth Shalom Mashiach. It's a it's a teaching ministry. It's a Messianic Hebraic ministry. We teach the word, and we also are teaching uh, the people who they are um, biblically, and through scripture and also historically. So that is what who I am and what I'm doing currently. And also just want to throw a shout out. We are having, if you are in the Bay Area or the Central Valley and you're listening to this broadcast tonight, we are having a prayer breakfast on Saturday, which is the Shabbat day. uh, Saturday, March 24th, coming up in a couple of weeks here. From ten to two, we're going to be at eighty-one thirty Lorraine Drive. I'm sorry, Lorraine Avenue, in Stockton, and uh, we are having a prayer breakfast. Going to have a lot of uh, powerful speakers out that day. Powerful ministers, men and women of the Most High, are going to be praying about the issues concerning our people, the times, where we're at, praying for our families, our country. And our nation within a nation. So you are welcome um, to, to be a part of that event. You can reach us on Facebook to send a message, Beth Shalom Mashiach, through Facebook. Okay.
2: Amen, amen for that, my sister, and again, welcome to, uh guess, this part four of this, um, this dealing with our people. Eric, okay, let's go back to the phone lines, and we got to flip-flop go to the other side of the country, and we're going to stop in Ohio and pick up, uh, let's see here, Erico 513-614, is this Sister Yaina Israel?
4: Here it is, can you hear me?
2: I can hear you just fine, my sister, how are you done tonight?
4: Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Shalom, everyone. Shalom. It's good to be here.
2: Yeah, and this is, a new, this is a new guest of ours, a new guest co-host, I guess I should say. And since the has her own show, I want her to tell tell us a little bit about that, in about oh three or four minutes, because since you're new, you got to just really tell us a little bit more since she wasn't here. This is her first time uh, in this series. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to go ahead and just introduce everybody, introduce yourself, excuse me, to everybody and just let them know how to get a hold of you and this Yehuda Project, if you can mention that too, please.
4: Oh, no problem. Shalom, shalom, everyone out in the listening audience, all of those. We are um, putting together, well, we have put together the Nation of Yehuda. And uh, a spinoff of that is the Yehuda Project. We have our block talk radio shows on Sunday evenings at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, And our main goal is to gather our people together for the uh, the day of repentance We're getting ready to be, come together as a nation And to go down before the most high And repent Because we believe that our, our time To leave these countries Is coming up really soon So this is what we have been focusing on We have a Bible class on Thursday night For newcomers um, And then we have one on on the Shabbat Every Saturday at 3.30pm On Saturday And 7pm on Thursday night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And if you don't mind, I'd like to give the phone number. It's um area oh, code yeah. three one nine. Area code three one nine five two seven nine one nine seven. And the access code is two five six zero three nine. again it's three one nine five two seven nine one nine seven and the access code is 256039. And we. if you want to reach us, you can reach us by the Yehuda Project. It is the Yehuda Project at gmail.com. And you spell Yehuda, Y E H U D A H. So, I mean, it's a privilege to be here tonight um, and to meet new people. All of our things that we do are virtual. So, we have people all over the world that are calling in and, and then partnering, partnering up with us so that we can get ready for this massive event. And I'm just happy to be here tonight.
2: Well, thank you very much, uh, Sister and I Again, I thank you for just coming on and uh, just sharing uh, about the Yehuda product. And we're going to hear more from Sister Yain after our, uh, our interview with uh, Dr., Doctor, Crown Dr. Doctor, Kazriel uh, uh, Ben Yehuda. And, uh, brother, if you're in the house, go ahead and press 1 on your phone. Uh, I think he is in the house, folks, all the way from Israel. And I'm uh, pretty sure... Uh, this may be him here. So listen, uh, I do see your brother, in the house. So, all right, I guess it's in the house. But, but before I bring him on, I just want to cover a few little things. First of all, I want to read the show description. Here's why. A lot of people tune in, like I said earlier, to the show. Uh, they listen to Five some song songs over the years, and they don't know what we're talking about tonight, folks. They just call the phone number. So this is what I sent out to many people, and I'll just read briefly here. Um, I typed this out and sent this out to many of you. African Americans reclaim their Israelite heritage, slash a remnant return. A remnant of African Americans return to Israel. Yes, slowly, there are people returning to Israel. Not the big return, but there are s- a small trin- uh, trinkles of people. I know, for one, my niece is there. I know uh, some coworkers talks about some work they're doing with the uh, NBA legend uh, uh, Sodom, I forget his first name, but he's spending, I hear, lots of money, and his top priest is a friend of uh, minds that work with me is his brothers, actually Stoudemire's, um uh, head advisor I guess I should say but there's a lot of different people I've heard over the years I've been going to Israel, uh, many of you know I've, I've said it all shows seem like I went to Israel in 2001 2, 3, 4, 5 6, let me see here, 7 and 8 and uh, I've met people in Israel that have come from the states so there some of you may you know, trivialize this and I think it's it's just a hocus pocus or i don't know what y'all think you're thinking the money many of these people are going into a cult it's all types of weird thoughts we think of as the people when we start talking about our people going somewhere else but i'm telling you they're doing it so you can you know uh if all y'all instead of flying over to paris and looking at the eiffel tower you probably should fly over to israel and check out some of your brothers and sisters and know we know that land is not the finish it's not all of what israel means but let me just say this real quick let me finish reading here Kind of got it sidetracked there. <laughs> Thousands more consider returning to the true uh, true home of their forefathers. I went on to type, Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Father's word will never fail. He said many times that a remnant of his firstborn and once chosen people would return to Zion. Join your servant, Brother Seth, that's me, O host Sister Eliana, Batya, and new co host Sister Yaina Israel. As we reveal the true heritage of African Americans as Israelites, and we welcome Crown Dr. Kazriel Ben Yehuda as he discusses the prophetic remnant return to the Holy Land. Later, Dr. Kazriel, Kazriel shares his powerful and insightful sojourn in Israel of many years. Tune in early. Phone lines are limited. And for sure, the phone lines are getting close to capacity. I really mean that. This phone line is serious. If you're in the chat room and you want to chat about this, go right ahead. Not a problem. Just remember, I may not get to you right away because I um, am the only one working my boys tonight. And uh, it's kind of hard to kind of keep out all these phone numbers, making sure. You know, we look at the hands that go up. So let me just cover really briefly what has happened, these four shows. Sister Eliana, you can jump, jump in any time. And remember, folks, Sister Yaina is going to do more, talk more after the brother has left us. He's only going to be with us a maximum of like an hour and a half, he told us. So after around 10, if you if those of you that can hang out after that, we'll talk to Sister Yaina. If time permits, we'll just kind of play it by ear. But listen, folks, first show was called Reality Check. All you got to do is simply Google a uh, Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, and go to the show where we talked about how we know we Israel. Some of you don't know what we're talking about. You tune in because you like Five Smooth Stones, but you don't necessarily believe we Israel. You have to listen to that first show where we go through scripture after scripture after scripture. There's over 300 scriptures talking about Prophecies that we fit more than any other People on this planet and if there is somebody on this planet That fit those prophecies there's nothing more than Our sister uh, tribes Remember there was 12 tribes not just one So we believe that we're one of the lost Tribes of Israel but there's many other Tribes oh, there's it's still In existence remember the key scripture we use in that in that show Show number one was Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 but Moses says These prophecies these 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 uh, Statues or these um that's what I'm looking for He talks about Blessings and curses In the, in the chapter of Deuteronomy 28 And he said These things are going to be Upon you forever So when you look at Those prophecies Be it the blessings Or the curses Nope, No nation is living out the blessings. You can just stop right there because Moses said, Moshe said, when I die, Israel, you're going to be a disobedient people. So based upon that, and many other scriptures, we know that Israel, whoever they are on this planet, is operating under the curses. So we look for the curses, and we look at things like slave ships. And I can't go into this deep, but all I'm telling everybody is, please, if you want proof of that, go to Google, type in Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and you can hear part one, reality check, Five Smooth Songs. Uh, at Blog Talk, excuse me, let me back up. Slow down a little bit, sir. If you go to Google and simply type in five smooth songs, space, reality check, you should get all of those three parts. Remember, part one talks about that. Part two, we dealt with curses. A lot of people heard part one. They said, well, wait, brother and sister, what are y'all saying? We just curse? Are y'all just saying we as African Americans just curse? We made it very crystal clear that no as a, individuals, and it's households that serve the Father, you're not operating under no curse. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We, I don't endorse that. I, I'm not in, I, and hooking up with nobody that believe that. We do not believe that we're cursed individually. If you have the heart after the Father, seek him and live for him. Now, you're mourning mourn for your nation. You'll go to some things because of people you're related to, and the nation, yes, that's that that they'll be operating under those those curses, but you if you have a heart for the Father seek Him, you'll be operating in blessings. We believe that the Bible says, "There are two more gather my name, I'm in the midst." That's for you. If you pray in faith, believe and you shall receive. That's for you. Calling the elders of the church if you sick, the, the prayer of faith you say the signal, the Lord shall raise them up. That's for you. The gifts of the Spirit. That's for you. We are victorious right now, even in Babylon. So we talk about that in, in part two, part three. We actually do a uh, Part three is really a combination of both part one and part two, so some of you may want to tune into part three if you don't want to listen to both part one and two. And tonight, tonight, part four, we have the doctor already in the house, and we're going to be talking about a remnant returning, a remnant returning. Sister Ellen, I want to turn to you, if you don't mind, and I want you to just, just share whatever the Father has put in your spirit about this whole return, the return of Israel. How realistic is that, please?
3: The um, Well, you know, it's very real And the father is already stirring his people um, Before, uh, I was getting calls Where people were calling from all over the world They were writing from prison They were saying that they just woke up They knew who they were as the Hebrew people And they were looking for answers So the father is stirring the hearts of his people He's already uh, going after them to draw them back into this understanding of who who we are. He's taking the veil off the eyes of his people all over. So this is very, very real. This return is very, very real. And it's very imminent that something is getting ready to happen on a global scale.
2: Yes, yes. Well, sister, I I think in addition to that, Folks, and before we go to Sister uh, Yaini, all the way in Ohio, I want to say this briefly. Family, human family, because again, this is not just to black folks, so-called black folks. This is not just to Israel. This is to the world. This is the international movement. I do nothing just to black folks, and I'm speaking to me right now. I don't believe the Father is just addressing one people. Because there's some called of spiritual Jew. We don't want to get too deep But folks there are lots of people That's going to play a part in Israel This remnant returning It's not just going to be black folks Because most of our people are Just unwilling and unable Be it financially, mentally And some people that don't happen to look like us Do believe this very revelation So this is to everyone Listening under the sound of my voice The human family The most important thing about this show tonight Is the father said it would happen Forget us for a minute. I'm just a servant here. Sister Aliana is just a servant here. Sister Yanni is just your servant here tonight sharing what we feel like the Father is saying. More importantly, the, the Scripture says it. This is not something we concoct. This is something that's in the Scripture many, many times where the Father say, Israel, a remnant is going to return home He knew all of us wouldn't But make no qualms about it He did say very clearly I want Sister Yain to chime in here And uh, and share just just what scripture proof Do you have that there is going to be A remnant, period, returning to the land I just want you to hit that if you could Just that little bit What scripture? What is the scripture basis That, that there is going to be a return to Israel I know if you could In a second here But the most important thing if you get nothing out of this show, is it's in your it's in your Bible. I put I put the scriptures on the slideshow. You can get some of the scriptures off the slideshow. But again, the Father said very clear: Come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people, that you may not partake of her destruction. What does that mean to you, brothers and sisters? Come out of her, my people. Who is my people that you may not partake of of her destruction? So. Mm-hmm. And that's the first scripture you can write down tonight. Uh, it's come out of her, my people. And the father knows that America is going to fall here soon. I do think I, you know if I can just talk tonight. The father did say his word many times about this horror. I believe America is Revelation 17's horror. I don't know what Sister Hosses, sister, yeah, I feel about that, but I would be shocked if she didn't agree with it, as well as Sister Eliana, as well as Dr. <laughs> Khosra ben Yehuda. We have to be that whore in Revelation 17 that has made the nations drunk with her wine. And the Father talks about his people coming out of her. And so we believe that that is uh, definitely to Israel. Well, scripture says, again, the Father says, Come out of her, my people. So tonight we're talking about how does that happen? Revelations 18 and 4 is where I'm coming from, Revelations 18 and 4. Uh, how does that happen, uh, Doctor? I'm getting ready to come to you. How does that happen, Sister Yaina? How does that happen, Sister Eliana? How do we come out of her? What does that mean? Some people say, oh, that don't mean physically, brother. That just mean mentally. Well, for sure you want us to come out mentally and spiritually. But I do think for some people and for this nation, it's going to mean come out of her naturally. I would love to hear your take on that, Sister Yarina, please.
4: Um, Well, you know, it's many scriptures that talk about us coming out, but the Most High, more more than anything, he's going to be the one to gather us out of the nations, out of the lands of our our enemies. So, I mean, I can give you many scriptures, Jeremiah 31, Zephaniah chapter 3, Isaiah chapter 56, Ezekiel chapter 39, Isaiah 54, Hosea chapter 8, Deuteronomy chapter 30, Nehemiah chapter 1. All of, those, all of those scriptures talk about how the Most High forsook us, how he hid his face from us, but how he's going to turn around and gather his people that were exiled among the nations, how he's going to bring them back into their own land and, and for him to never leave us any longer. So there are many scriptures that get into how we're coming out of her, but I believe the Most High is going to be the one that's instrumental in doing that at the appointed time.
2: Absolutely, and I'm thinking of Isaiah 10 and 21. Um, again, uh, the Father is said it many times in the script, like the sister is saying, for Israel to come out. Isaiah uh, 10 and 21 talks about how a remnant will return, a remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. And uh, folks, listen, uh, well, hold on, before I do that, Sister Eliana, any, any any feedback on that, anything you have to say on that, Sister
3: well, actually, Brother Seth, I was going to do Isaiah ten twenty one as well, but um, I was also thinking about in the in the book of Revelation when it talks about sealing the twelve of uh, the, the tribes of Israel. The, um, it, from each tribe, um, twelve thousand were sealed. So I believe that that is part of it, and I believe that those that were sealed are the ones that are going to be um, teaching and and helping to lead the people back to the ways of the Most High at that time. So uh, that is one scripture that came to my mind in addition to the one that you just said
2: amen and folks uh, you probably want to read all of isaiah 10 because isaiah 10 and isaiah 11 talks about the whole chapter just i'm looking at verse 20 right now it, again it's just plenty of scriptures where the father's talking about a remnant returning so what does this mean what does this mean just really briefly we're going to go to are uh, we coming to you a uh, doctor in a second what does this all mean what does this show what are y'all really trying to do we got African Americans going through some just, we're at the bottom of every tiny aspect of life in America. And I know this should be our our, uh, country. I'm so glad I thought to say this. I know this should be our home, and it is our home. But really and truly, truly is it? Folks, home is where you have peace. Home is where you accept it. You know, home is where you have your, where where you, you, it's, it's a spiritual state where you feel at home. This has never been home for us. Uh, in terms of that feeling, our foreparents, uh, just you keep going back to further, you go back to where it's been. We are a nation within this nation, and I promise you, uh, and uh, and I'm sure the scriptures even promise it even clearer than I do, that Israel, wherever they go, the Bible says that we belong to the Father, and our home is truly, first and foremost, Israel. That's who we are. That's why we're called Israelites. He gave that land. He promised that land to our generation, our people, for many generations to come. So what are we saying tonight? Are we telling everybody to just get up and get everything and just we're trying to get everybody to move? What the goal of this show tonight? It's to, first of all, kill this, this, this thing among our people where we can't make it outside of America. Millions of African Americans, I'm not going to say millions, but thousands of African Americans have left America and is doing very well, not just in Dimona, but all over the world. But Israel is our land. And we brought the doctor on the night because he has vast knowledge on what it takes to get into this land, how he, how his life has been in this land, and this is why we're interviewing him tonight. So, again, we want to kill this whole foolishness of our people thinking that any time you leave America, you're in some type of cult. We want, us, we want our people to understand tonight that we are going through hell in this country. The Father knows about it. He loves us, and he has plans to savage and save us. There comes something in this nation that's going to get so bad to where we're we going to really be thinking about leaving somewhere. Why not go home? Why not a remnant of us go home? And I keep saying a remnant, but he, he called all of us. Come out of here, my people. So I want to go ahead and at this time just go ahead and go straight to the phone line, bring on our guest. He's been holding long enough, and um, I just am very I'm just excited about him being in the house. Just if I can get to the phone lines here, I'm having a little trouble with my computer. And uh and we'll bring this brother on. So listen, uh brother Doctor Crown, Doctor, I should say. Uh Kazriel Ben Yehuda, I think this is you or are you on the line, sir?
5: Can you hear me, brother Seth? I can hear you just fine. How you doing, brother? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. It's been l it's been some kind of journey getting here, huh?
2: <laughs> yes it has. Right. Yes it
5: has. But yeah, well, we are here you know,
2: we're here and we got yeah. some sisters on the line along with myself that's really yeah, anxious I mean, to hear you and talk to you and, and and ask you some serious questions and then we got a house full brother. I mean I don't think I've ever seen Maybe one time I've seen my phone lines is busy, but we got a lot of people listening. We have capacity, mm-hmm. near capacity. Anybody don't call in the next five or ten minutes might not be able to hear this show, may have to t- listen to it on the computer. So Great. I wanna just say that if you're listening to this show over the computer, everybody, uh, know that at ten o'clock it's gonna drop you if you're not on the phone line. So just know that. But you're more than welcome to listen over your computer up until then, and then you just have to wait to the show after this, to the archive. But brother, uh, doctor Mm. Kazria Ben Yehuda. Mm.
6: Uh, Just
2: again, thank you for coming on. You've been on once before. We had a blast, and it's good to have you again. So let's start off this. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you? Um, Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, Sister Eliana, do you have that bio? Sister Eliana? I think she had more trouble line. Well, go ahead, brother Dr. Doc, uh, uh, Caswell. Just let us know a little bit well, about you. We was gonna read this long bio for you, but you can go ahead and okay. do it. uh sir, if you don't mind. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I think it'd be better and quicker. Uh, but uh, first of all, brother Seth, um, I will be remiss without acknowledging the the greatness and the wonder of the Creator, you and His magnificence and His glory and His divine blessing of allowing us to even be having this conversation, you know, today. Um, I would also like to, to acknowledge the, uh, the great work who this conversation that I'm having is, uh, is predicated upon, and that's the uh, spiritual leader, Brother Ben-Ami, who actually was the orchestrator and the, uh, the leader the divine servant leader extraordinaire that uh, made our return to the Holy Land possible. Um, and again, I'd like to thank you, Brother Seth, for um, for joining us, for having me on the show, and to uh, thank uh, Sister Eliana and Sister Yaina for uh, allowing me to share this platform with them today. Uh, My journey has been very uh, Extraordinary brother Seth And uh, to your listeners um, I actually Left the United States of America When I was 17 years old I'm 62 today So I was actually Raised in Israel As a Hebrew Israelite And uh, the, The The Extraordinary or I would say The phenomena um, experience that uh, that I've had has been—it will have to be recorded as one of the greatest uh, homecomings or returning to a national heritage and homeland than any people in the history of the world. Even if you wow. do talk about the European Jews who made their way, you know, back to the. Uh, to the Holy Land, even in their captivity when they explained themselves as being part of this uh, this exodus and the return unto, unto Zion. But they didn't lose what we lost. You know, No one has okay. had to come as far as we have had to come as a people, meaning we lost our identity as to who we were. And there was nothing, only the the what we would call the the um, the oral passage or the the oral interpretation of uh, of our people knowing that we were the indigenous people of northeastern Africa, Israel's, but there was no proof. And even when we found the Bible, it was so full of religiosity that it was very difficult to. Um, to extract the historical and the social significance needed to understand about a return to Zion. You know, I think okay. the English Chibatia mentioned that, yes, the return to Zion is a, is a spiritual return, but it's also a physical, social return. It's also about establishing, and this is a good point. I thought about it when you all were having a conversation about returning. Remember, the return is purposeful. See, after we return, the Israelites were supposed to proceed on and convert the world back to its That's original right. indigenous ideas. So, even when you get back, the work isn't over. The, the work is really just began. And so, um, again, I've uh, I've been married for. Uh, from the time that I've been here, I'm blessed to have uh, two wives and 17 children. I had 17 children born in this land, Brother Seth. So uh, my roots go very, very deep. Um, I, you may, your listeners may want to uh, have a little understanding of of how it all started. And that was in 1966 when uh, Brother Ben-Ami, the founder of the uh, Hebrew Israelites of Jerusalem. He, in February of 66, he had a vision. And it was his faith that it was the archangel Gabriel who spoke to him one evening and revealed to him that it was time for the children of Israel whom had been uh, forsaken in the lands of the captivity. It was time for them to begin their prophetic journey back. And so, uh, like any prophet, any messianic personage, you know, it, 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 it took great faith to believe that the vision was, in fact, from the creator. And he always talked about how much of a challenge it was because there was no other information given with the vision. It was only, it's time to return. But when, how, uh, the, the means of gathering the resources, none of that was a part of the vision. So it took great faith to to launch out on the, the path to restart the redemptive program. But what was in his favor was history. And all of the great uh, leaders who had impact on us as a people in the captivity, all of them recognized that the, the greatest victory of our people would be when we would return back to our indigenous uh, heritage, and so in 1969, uh, Ben Ami led a small group of former African Americans, now Israelites. He led them first into Liberia, West Africa. Uh, Liberia served as a, um, a a place for renewing and uh, restrengthening ourselves before we would actually go back into the Holy Land. Remember, we had been out of the land for over 2,000 years. And so uh, the slave-orientated experience that we had in the Western Hemisphere, it we were no way prepared to re-enter into that land without first going through some type of re-cleansing process. And so for two and a half years, we were in Liberia. And I, I, I think the cleansing process was the fact that in Liberia we were uh, placed in a position where we had to love and depend on one another, unlike into in any time in our history as a people. You know, the the community in Liberia came close to being malnourished, and uh, it, it was it was understood by many of the people who watched us, they didn't believe that we would be able to come out of Liberia. Because we, we actually, Brother Seth, we went into the uh to the bush of Liberia and set up camp.
6: Yeah. I heard. Tents.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was it, but it was all about um reconnecting with the land. And uh there were other reasons why Liberia was chosen, but at another time, uh, we can talk about that. But it was two and a half years we were in Liberia. And so in 1969, we actually entered into Israel. Uh, The first group who went into uh, Israel, they were received by the Israeli government under the law of return. And that meant that anyone who believed, not proved, believed that they were a Jew and and they had the... Desire to worship according to the Torah You could actually come to that land And uh, go through a a very short period Of orientation and absorption And eventually receive full citizenship With all of the, uh, uh, the benefits of a citizen So they allow the first of us To enter into a process to be able to gain that full citizenship. But what happened is that as we began to bring more people into Israel,
6: uh, they actually go. thought,
5: yeah, they actually thought that we were capable of bringing hundreds of thousands of African Americans into that land. And they did not want that to happen in 1969. Remember, 1967, they had just had the Six Day War, and Israel actually defeated an Arab
7: empire.
5: So they were at the the peak of their game at that point. But we, but unfortunately, those who were at the uh, uh, at the real bottom line to creating the modern geopolitical and I would say the it was really more so a secular uh vision.
2: Zionists, yeah.
5: Yeah, the, the what we call the political Zionists, not the spiritual Zionists, but the political Zionists, you know, they actually had founded the vision was a a just another uh white supremacist uh, entity, so they they were not they didn't expect a lot of black people to show up anyway, especially not Africans from America. That was like uh, they they couldn't believe because we were so entrenched in in the mental and spiritual captivity and experience of America that they had no idea that we would be able to even conceptualize coming out. But anyway, so once they um, had that impression, they actually. Uh, Changed The law of return At that point And they said now um, From wherever in the world you returned from you had to either Prove that you were a Jew By way of you know The blood of your mother The heritage of your mother
0: Or you would have to scripture. convert
5: Yeah or you would have to convert To uh, to Judaism Under the law of Halakha Now and that's uh-huh. what they offered because quite naturally, we couldn't prove that our mothers were Jews, you know, Israelites. You know, all of our identification had been stolen from us. You know, we didn't have any ID. We showed up empty-handed. And, and you know, we only had our faith. And, like I said, that oral tradition that uh, we were the indigenous elements of the land. And so... Uh... Uh,
2: brother, brother, brother God, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I have to say this. Um, brother Cosby, okay. be sure and share about the standoff. I don't mean to scare people, but I just want everybody to know these people have paved a serious... A, a, a lot of the fears of the Israelis have been calmed by these people. Now, this brother and I agree that the big return has not happened, obviously. But I right. don't think... Some people are saying this, Brother uh, uh, Doctor. They're saying... Why even go to Israel now? Period. If you know it's not the big return, why even be there? And this is what I try to explain to people. Right. <laughs> when well, y'all had that standoff, yeah. oh, I gotta say this. I gotta say it, brother. Real quick, real quick. Then I want you to finish. But I gotta say this, brother. That standoff that y'all had when the tanks surrounded the whole village was powerful. Yeah. That was powerful. It, it, and y'all ain't had no trouble. I don't think since like that. But somebody right. has to go in and kind of break the ice and let them see. Right. You know, another thing when I would go to Israel again, again I've been many times, and I would, I would have trouble with Israelis sometimes. Little young kids would walk through y'all services, and they would be dressed all kind of way as, as the women of of uh, the kafar was, which, which is where you know y'all pretty much most of the uh, people in the morning live. They dressed very nice, and I would say, why don't y'all check that young person walking to y'all's, you know, or we would be driving on the road, and they would want to ride, and y'all would always, always, always pick up these people, y'all you know, very cordial, and you love and I had a brother to kind of scold me, and he said, brother, you know what? I don't know if, he said, you, you have the wrong spirit. That's what he told me. He said, I know what you're saying. You feel like this heritage is stolen, a theft of birthright. He said, but we got to show these people love because one day we're going to rule this land. We want them to always know we have not done nothing to them other than show them the love. And, the-. and so I thought that that was very impressive. So I just want you to just remember that with the rest of your delivery and please include that standoff. We'll go right ahead.
5: Certainly, brother said, two out for those points. Um, right so again Like you so well said it, it, It's definitely been a, a great challenge Because what happened Is that when we when we Did not um, Convert to Judaism Because that would have uh, Contradicted our whole reason For being there Because when you convert You are actually saying I am not an original Jew I'm not an original uh, uh, Element of this Biblical experience And I want you all to make me be one You know, you putting the power in their hand To define you And that would contradict our whole The entire uh, reason why we were in Israel And that was to regain a heritage So uh, what happened then is that The government made the decision To expel all of those who They had allowed to enter into a process of uh, nationalization and regaining citizenship, they actually expelled them out of all of the social institutions that they were allowed to participate in, and regarding healthcare, education, social welfare, all of the support that the government would give people who were making Aliyah. you know, they expelled us out of all of those institutions, and then the expectation was that we would just leave because we couldn't work. Uh, We couldn't educate our children in national facilities, institutions. We had no health care. And remember, we were people coming out of the lands of the captivity. We were uh, North American Negroes that dwelled in ghettos. And then another important thing, uh, and it kind of relates to the point you were making about the hostilities that existed in the early days. Remember, our experience with, with Jews was incredibly Wrong and incredibly uh, rough and 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 challenging in America, because all we knew of Jews is that they exploited black people. You know, even though we didn't, you know, know the full economic range of it and the social range. But I remember as a young man in America, you know, four, five, six years old, hearing the elders talk about how Jews. Uh, with their big noses exploited black people. So, you know, most of us had no idea how to relate to these people, you know, and neither did they know how to relate to us. You know, most of the uh, the Jews, the European Jews who lived in the city that we lived in, uh, most of them were actually from the uh, uh, African Mediterranean region, from uh, Morocco and Libya and um, you know, uh, uh, other regions, you had those that were from Yemen, you had a lot of them that were from India. So they had no idea how to relate to Africans coming out of America, African-Americans. So that was a real, what you may call a Mexican standoff, you know. And so, uh, but because, like you said, our intention was to come there for prophetic reasons, we handled ourselves yes, very well. And, and we had to grow up, too. You know a lot of it was on us. We took responsibility, and we had to grow up and uh, and again, we had, at a, at a very, um, we had to look at it in a very we had to look at in a a in a greater idea in a higher idea because of the uh, um, the magnitude of what we were doing. and we couldn't let you know hatred and and ignorance you know stop us from. Achieving what we had um, been inspired and, and, and to achieve. And let me say
2: this really briefly. Uh, uh, um, I heard a little noise there. Somebody want to chime in there? Hear a little noise?
3: Yeah, I have a question. But, this is Eliana.
2: Okay, go right here, Eliana.
3: Eliana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a question for Dr. Coswell. Um Is it true that at one point the um, Israeli government uh, tried to poison the um, the area around Dimona with toxic waste or
5: Toxic chemicals. Is that true? Of course. We, believe, we believed it. We believe, It was said. We believed it, but we, we really didn't have any proof that it, it happened. What, is it, what, what it was is that, and it's, and it's a good point you said that, Sister Eliana, because it, it fits right in to the point where I am in this uh, discussion is after they expelled us from the institutions, we really had to make it on our own because we would not leave, we refused to leave. And they could not deport us either because we began to renounce our American citizenship. And so once you become a stateless person you can't uh be deported. So we were just there. And so we had to do the best we could in terms of making a living. There were a lot of the Israelis, the citizens, a lot of the citizens of the city that we lived in, Demona, they really had a, a great passion. Passionate love for us There were a lot of them that really understood And even more, brothers and sisters There were some that even knew That our return When they saw African Americans Black men and women From the Western Hemisphere Returning to the land of Israel That that was a sign of the Messianic age So there were some of those who really Knew that the the fate Of that entity called Israel Mm -hmm. Depended on us so we received a lot of assistance, but not from the government during that time. And so we actually had to go out and pick, you know, in Africa they have what's called famine food. And this is wild vegetation, wild plants, you know, most times like what we call greens, they grow wild. So we had found a couple of spots in the city where these uh, this famine food was growing, wild greens. And uh, we, we we had to eat them. And so what we noticed is that there had come a time when we began to be very sick. And we believed that there were not the government so much, but there was there were those of, uh, you know, bad character and just haters. Uh, the people in the city had saw us doing that. And we believed that they probably could have done that, you know, but... Uh, to be honest, we didn't have any any, any cold proof. Um, and it was things like um, that that was I happening. I mean, please.
2: Okay. Uh, thanks, Sister um, Yaina. Yaina has a question. Go ahead, Sister yeah, Yaina.
4: Yeah, I have a question because from my understanding, and shalom, shalom, my brother. How are you? Um, I um I have been in touch with your DDL and a lot of the other people that are over there in Demona quite a bit. And from my mm-hmm. understanding, Demona is actually in a nuclear silo. Is, is there a nuclear silo? That you all are sitting on over
5: there? Yeah, it's a, it's a nuclear. Uh, we stay by a nuclear plant, but let's let's be real reasonable. Is Israel is probably the the most advanced country in the world besides the United States that deals with nuclear technology. So the uh, even though it's it's always a hazard to be around a nuclear facility based on the potential of what could happen but the the nuclear uh facility is very well secured very well secured so we don't we don't see a, a lot of that it's been rumor and a lot's been uh just people fears of living around a nuclear uh, installment and in general and, and if so, I can jump
2: in real quick, Brother Coswell, and just say this uh, to Sister Yanya's question. Very good question, Sister Yanya. There's a lot of Israelis that live also. And it ain't just these black yeah. people live out there and nobody else. There's a whole lot of all types of ethnic groups. Yes, whites
8: exactly.
2: live in outside of Dimona as well, and they have a very good working relationship mm-hmm. with them. Um, I just want to say this uh, because I know people are listening and they heard you say things like... Um, uh, multiple wives. I'm trying to be a good host and ask the kind of questions I think people are asking. You mentioned uh, the law of Aliyah, or Aliyah various, mm-hmm. various ways people say that. I want you to address briefly. Now, the multiple wives things, when I went there, was my biggest stumbling block, you know, in terms of working in there. Sure. Keep in mind, that people going to Israel, we talk about the return, folks. It's not just to Demona. So whatever Demona is about, remember... There are all types of people returning to Israel. I know folks that goes into the Gaza strips and working with, like I say, NBA player and other people. All types of people go to Israel in all types of areas. Right. So I just want you to address the multiple wives and, and the law of return. What exactly does that mean? Uh, if you don't mind, please.
5: Well, let, let's start with the uh, the law of return. As you all were discussing earlier, it's uh It's biblical-based. Um, but there were criteria for the law of return. And me and Brother Seth had this conversation a few days ago, and I think it's important to understand when you talk about prophecies, uh, all prophetic unfoldment must have a social address. It must have a political address. Why do I say that? Because Yeshua during the time of uh, our last days in this land, uh, Yeshua, even though he was not a politician, but Yeshua had to deal with political people. You know, remember Yeshua had, <clears throat> had entered in Jerusalem from the Galilee. He was coming there to really coup d'etat. He was coming to take back the government. It was a social movement just as well as a spiritual movement. He wanted to be a king of Israel. Again, not king of a spiritual Israel in heaven, he wanted to be king like David was king. So it was a social yeah. movement, and so uh, at that, yeah. It, but it was prophesied that the kingdom of of David would fall, and we would go into captivity. Now, how did it happen? It happened occurred by means of a social, a geopolitical experience. You know, the Romans was a that that was a government and they had uh uh um um cooperated with other or other governments cooperated with the Romans to take our nation away from us. Remember Psalms uh eighty three says they you know they, they they took our nation they conspired against us. They politically spot and conspired against us and took our homeland. And so what am I saying that? Uh when you follow the history of the biblical Israelites through the covenants and the divine dispensations, we know that after the fall of the Edenic paradise world, that we had faith that once existed, uh, they came into existence called a dispensation of human government. And now the Israelite tradition of leadership is not from the family, from the matriarch and the patriarch. Now there would be an an extended ideal of leadership and organization of government that would rule and that would uh, uh, govern the Israelite experience. As a matter of fact, the entire world came under the dispensation of human government. And so this is where the whole idea of the table of nations uh, came into existence. This was a prophetic idea, but it had a geopolitical address. And in our present time, that geopolitical address was the United Nations, the nations of the world. Oh, it started off as the League of Nations. Uh, and it was the authority of of governing the earth were placed under this union of, of Europeans, you know, and precisely the United States and the Western world. I'm talking about the, the League of Nations. And so all I'm saying is that just like the world of nations, destroyed our political, our geopolitical heritage and experience, that geopolitical kingdom that we had. But remember, it was a spiritual geopolitical experience, but yet it had political and social ramifications to it. But in, in order for us to come back, remember, we had to rebuild our social uh, uh, heritage by the same way we had lost it. So we first had to be established as a nation again. We had to be established as a geopolitical sovereign again. And for 2,000 years, there was no sovereign Israel experience. So in 1948, when the League of Nations used the Bible, or at this time it's the United Nations now, when they utilized the Bible to re-establish the geopolitical sovereign nation of Israel, that was according to prophecies. That was correct. However, they did not include the indigenous Africans who were cast into the Western Hemisphere. We should have been brought into that dialogue when they talked about returning the Jews to Zion. You know, why did they just pick Jews from Europe? They knew that we were historically, people of the Bible. They've always known who we were. We were the only ones who didn't know. And so I, I'm saying that to say, so that when this uh, 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 geopolitical state of Israel was established, prophetically it was correct, but the those who were at the helm of it, they took off in the wrong direction. Remember the rebuilding of Israel had to be according to biblical tenets, you know, which is a whole nother <coughs> subject what they did to establish another New York another uh, uh London another Berlin and
2: so, well, and so well, well let me say this. Oh, they oh, oh, they okay, if say. I can, if I can just hop in here real quick. A lot of our viewers, um, again, folks, you listen to Five Smooth Stones Network. I'm Brother Seth. Again, we have on the line sister uh, co-host Sister Eliana Batya, as well as from Ohio, Sister Ya'ina Israel of the Yehuda Project. Now, listen, folks. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for our guests, go ahead and press one. I may not come to you right away, but I won't forget about you. Then I may come. to you right with. So go ahead and press one now. Uh, uh, I have to say this. Uh, I want you to talk about this because a lot of people's topic of a speculative mind. A lot of us don't respect 1948. We don't think that israel really, the true the true nation of Israel became a nation 1948, brother, Doctor Casriel, because we know that Germany, when they was victors, the Jews went to the defeated uh, side in that World War One and said, "Hey, you don't have to accept this defeat if we bring Americans to this war." You will win, but you
5: That's owe true. us. Yeah. You owe us.
7: Yeah. You owe us yeah. Palestine.
2: Palestine. And that was the deal. If we bring America to this war, you're going to win, but you owe us Palestine. And America, so the Jews, the so-called Jews that owned the networks began to badmouth Germany, badmouth Germany. Before, the U.S. was on Germany's side, but after the campaign of smear on the Germans by the so-called Jews, next thing you know, America gets into the war and defeats Germany. And the... I think it's called The Peace You can help me brother I know you're the scholar here But I'm pretty sure It's called The uh, the Paris Conference It's mm-hmm. where they devi- they, prom- they gave the lands to something called The Balfour Doctrine A lot of y'all know about that Balfour um, yeah. Sure Yes, Bible doctrine, declaration, and this, this is what happened. This is it. how they got that land. So when we look at 1940s, it's hard for us to comprehend that y'all are the most high thing to do with. I want you to comment on that, but before you do, brother, you sharp You can hold it. I think we got a question. Did one of the calls there say something, uh, Cecilia, uh, did one of y'all just say something? No, that was... Um,
3: okay, I guess not then. Well, but
6: go but, ahead, brother,
3: no, uh, uh, say, uh, uh, and, and address oh, that, please. Hello?
6: Hold on,
5: go ahead I was trying to inject something there, Brother Seth Because I was just trying to save you a little time You know, your scholarship is pretty much spot on You're you're correct I'm I'm speaking in terms of the beginning of the restoration of a nation It was proper the way it came back into existence It had to be recognized as a sovereign entity Just like David, King David and the Israelites of antiquity They had a sovereign government that was God's government. It represented a very unique uh, sovereign experience. It had to be a recognized nation under the dispensation of human government. And that's the only thing that gives it its justification. And that is, that is the manner in which God was injecting himself into the affairs of man through this idea of human government. And so, that which you just explained pretty much is correct. There were a lot of conspiratorial and 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 conniving and real criminal actions that actually happened and still happen. Happening in terms of
2: well, yeah, i yeah. got to say but this. It's, I, it's, again, it's, 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 I, I'm just so glad uh, you, you're hitting yeah, it, and I want yeah. you to continue going. Folks, we feel, we're going to have this brother for at least a whole another hour. So listen, again, if you're on the phone or you have any questions or comments, please press 1. I just want to say this really briefly uh, before I forget it, before I forget it. Um, when I came, folks, I have never seen nothing like Demona. I don't care what y'all heard and knew. What you see on the Internet, negative, those people of a bomb. Now, I went off in there to this very date. There's some things I still disagree with. I'm not a part of that nation. Let me just say that I know many of them, and I vehemently agree with a lot of things they teach, and there's some things I don't. So, listen, this is not some cult, because if it was, I ain't even part of it. My point is this. It's not a cult. His brothers and sisters, some of the sharpest people I've ever met. Prior to going to Dimona, the people that I respected with regards to diet was the Chinese. Dimona blew it out the water. These people know they have doctors walk around. Oftentimes, you'll see people that look familiar, and you'll see people that look familiar, and it'll be some author, well no not just walk around in Demona. They got this this rule where celebrities, they don't make over celebrities. And you're subject to see, uh, I mean, I've seen Beverly Todd, there's something like every time I go, she's there. You know, Stevie Wonder's been there, Whitney Houston, why am I calling these names? These are people that just don't go to any old thing. They're not going to go to no club. Blair Underwood was there not too long ago, Winnie Mandela. I mean, the, the SELC uh, was there trying to, a lot of y'all don't know this, but Dr. Luther King, when he said, we are the people who will return to the promised land, he meant that literally, and SCLC tried to accomplish that by bringing thousands of African Americans to be baptized. I don't know if the doc, Dr. want to get into that or not, but I mean, literally they was going to bring thousands or invite thousands of African Americans to come to Israel to be baptized to fulfill Luther King's dream of us getting to that promised land. This is not some shabby group. I'm telling you all right now, this is not some shabby group. This is a a very serious... Uh, I uh, mean, we talk about some people that really get into the scriptures deep. Remember, they have priests that study the scriptures just like our forefathers did. Uh, permanently, that's that's what they do. They're full-time priests. And uh, again, they're in the land. I was impressed by their tours of the land because I got to say this because some people they don't know you and they need some outside of the to county to say that my niece is there. My niece said I cannot get over the love. And the the the, the fellowship, uh, the the family environment, and that's something. Every time I go on that plane coming back, I miss that. It's genuine. I gotta say, to brother Coscarell, uh, uh, you gotta just bear with me here. But they wanted okay. to show me on a tour, and I lost them. I literally lost them. I didn't want them to show me on no tour. I wanted to break away from whatever they do with everybody else. So they say, hey, brother, you've got to go to the museum where they, we show you who you are. I say, I don't have to go to the museum. I wasn't rude or nothing. I just say, can we skip the museum because I know who I am. I know he is real. And they say, well, how do you know? Mm-hmm. I say, based on scripture, and I start sharing. They said, we like this, brother. So for that time, I, I started going to the museum my second and third and fourth visit, but that first visit, I didn't go because mm-hmm. they said, okay, well, we, we're going to go show you the land. And so make the long story short, folks, because I know how some of us think. I know how we think. We hear any time you're leaving this country, a cult. Well, I'm here to tell you this is some of our people that have been successful. Congressmen, oh, this brother started naming all the, 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 the politicians that have been to Demona. He will be here all night. Dignitary, powerful people, wealthy people have been to on I, I was there one year, by doctor, and there was this bu- a, a bus full of Russians. I don't even know if you knew this, and it was it was a big old like greyhound, big, really nice trailways bus full of Russians. And I said, "Why are they here?" And somebody was telling me, "Well, they here to they, they heard about the diet of these people, folks. We got folks eighty years old running up and down mountains. Uh, don't know. Help me out. Who's sister? Uh, um, a uh, doctor." Uh, Oh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Prince Asiel's wife. I can't think of her name. But she had won the marathon. And I said, there's no way in the world you beat them young people. There's no She said, yes, I won the marathon. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, huh. And I saw the brothers
2: with my own own eyes playing basketball, bumping the young people. And they are super healthy, folks. And then last thing, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. I was so impressed with the young people. That, to me, tells everything. The old people can be doing all kind of things. That's, again, that's why I didn't want to go on their tour. I wanted to break away. I wanted to see what was really going on. And so the young people, to me, is is, is what impressed me. Six o'clock in the morning, young people are raking and leaves and, and just working chores and, and how they have the, the wherewithal to come to the States and do big productions. The, folks, this is an international group. They're not just in Demona. And I want you to hit that now, if you don't mind, uh, uh, Dr. Cosrell. Well, y'all, mm-hmm. name the different continents and the different nations y'all in and what you're doing Like in all over Africa. Please let them know, uh, the people know, the <laughs> listeners know, that this is not a, just a Demona thing. Uh, uh, just just if you could, just kind of hit that. And at some point yeah. in this interview, I want you to talk about the businesses, the Kofu, if, sure. sure. if I can talk sure. tonight, the Kofu uh, uh, factories. Did I say that right? Kofu. <laughs> Kofu. And the to agriculture fu, uh, the lands y'all have and the, all of the things you're doing business-wide and even the board members y'all have, y'all are phobias so in that country, it's more than just these teachings in one little place called Demona. So if you could go, go ahead, ahead and answer at least some of those, please. Yeah, I,
5: I'll get to them, Brother Seth. Uh, let's try to stay on this uh, trajectory uh, so maybe okay. the listeners okay. can have a... Uh, but the points you're making, the the. So you have to bring me back. That's one thing because we we, we okay, just can't get all of this. And yeah, we just have to get back. You know, maybe for part two. But I, I okay. think it's clear on. I think we were talking about the law of return, and so it was uh, through that return. You know, uh, it was it was two returns. You could say it was the political Zionism, which was correct, even in terms of Israel being sovereign again. And then there's the spiritual return, which is the the, the true heritage and identity of a truth-centered experience. Remember, the people of the Bible were supposed to be a truth-centered, righteous people.
7: You know, uh-huh. and
5: so that's what that's what we brought to the table. You know, because we reminded the Jews here that there there was criteria for us getting this land back. Remember, it said the Deuteronomy uh, prophecy said that we first had to turn our ways back to the creator, meaning that there had to be a change in us as a people, you know, part of that good health that you just talked about is part Mm -hmm. of the laws that we were supposed to have followed. You know, see when, when we talk about the biblical responsibility of being an Israelite, the main responsibility that we have is to be healthy, is to live the greatest commandment is to his hear, O oh Israel, and live to stay alive, to be healthy, longevity. Even when you get into the highest denominator or the highest ideal of what this experience is about, it's immortality, you know, which is a whole another thing that, you know, we definitely can't, you know, uh, uh, get to a lot of the in-depth parts about. You know that the highest ideal of the Israelite experience, but knowing that you know to pursue the greatest ideal of a of a healthy you know uh socially mentally spiritually lifestyle that like that's the number one criteria so all of that was about the return we also mentioned about the uh, the multiple wives. that was part of the experimental demonic experience. Demona actually could be called a social-spiritual experience Because, remember, we were in the captivity for over, you know, over 500 years And you have to remember, it was a captivity that denied us our humanity Remember, we were reduced to bestial animals You know, mules had more dignity than a black man During the time of child slavery. So imagine a people 400 years, imagine men 400 years of being told that they were no better than a mule. You talk about uh, post traumatic stress syndrome. You know, nothing could be more stressful than having your dignity as a human being taken away from you. And so what we also participated in is how well could we recover and I always say this when I'm out lecturing that there's never been a healing process for slavery in America remember they released us from chattel slavery you know it said we could participate in the in the society of America but there was no post traumatic stress syndrome uh, rehabilitation for us. You know, if you go to a, a war in Vietnam, a war in Iraq and Iran, and you see, you know, human tragedy, human destruction, you're stressed out to the point where you're psychologically ill. And you have to go through a, a very disciplined and very strict, you know, psychological recovery program. But what about seeing your brothers and sisters, your fathers and uncles debased to an animal. So yes. There were many of our leaders. Who tried to heal us. You know you had Frederick Douglass. And you had the uh, Martin Delaney's. On up to Marcus Garvey. That movement. And the black church. You know in the southern parts of the United States. And you had powerful institutions. You know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Dr. King. Powerful movements. That tried to you know, restabilize us, but nothing like demona. Demona actually represented our full recovery from the psychological and mental atrocities that were placed upon us as a people. And so everything was new to us, you know. It was it was very new to be uh, to respect each other again. Remember I, for 500 years, you know, excuse my language, but it was a nigger wasn't shit. That's, that's all I heard as a, as a little boy, that we were niggers and we were worthless, you know. And so, Demona represented a full recovery of that, that process. And so, the marriage system was one of the systems that we had to take into consideration because we, did, we didn't do well under the marital guidelines, of America, and, and, and quite naturally, it 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 gets into a lot of you know emotional you know dialogue. But I can say that during the if we were look, if we were to examine and be very honest about our social structure in America, we were different. Black people lived different. We had different social guidelines and laws than European. Black men always had. Multiple wives, you could say. Almost everyone, say maybe back in the 40s and 50s, black men, especially in the South and in the North, there there was always other women in our lives. Why? Because that was African tradition. Polygyny, meaning that a man is able to have more than one wife by the woman's consent. Okay, it's actually an advantage for women because women can marry any man that they desire to marry, even if he has another wife. But even today, practically two thirds of the world practices polygyny, so it it, it wasn't like a uh, uh, something out of this world. It was the norm of the of the ancient African world, and so we said, "Well, let's try." A system of marriage, because remember, we're putting our world back together. We're laying the foundations for restoring African civilization from that part of the world. So we knew that we had failed miserably under the monogamous rules of marriage in America. So we tried a, a more African-style, a more African-centered culture for family and marriage, and it worked. It worked. I must say Now, you know, now, now Hold on a second
2: Because I I, again, I know how mm-hmm. some of our listeners Are thinking And uh, maybe not all of them But a few of y'all I know I got your number And because I know how I was When I was there And I got to say this folks I Let Them Have it <laughs> mm-hmm. As you remember the, the, And not been to me of course But the second one in command Which is Prince Asiel At the moment He kind of gave me A special Um Privilege. He said, you know what brother says. I want you to go talk to our women. See, I never did right. that before. I, I want you to go talk to our women. You've heard from us. Because I kept saying, man, I think y'all just up here just trying to be players. I said, yeah, y'all doing a lot of great things. <laughs> you, like that, you like that doctor?
6: <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs>
2: but I'll give y'all hell. Hold on, I, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. Folks, I gave these people hell. I said it ain't scripture. I said I'm, I'm a person, of scholar. I remember one brother said, Prince Osiel said to me, Brother Seth, what scripture are you using to validate your point? I said, for one, the Bible says let the let the, the bishop be the head of uh, the deacons uh, have one wife. I said you can't be having no multiple wives. I just he said, well, you're right. That's what that said. But for, for he said, let the deacons though. Are you sure you're dealing with deacons right now in this conversation? And, I mean, the thing I learned after going back and forth for many years is this. I didn't buy it the second year, the third year, the fourth year. I just didn't, y'all. I ain't trying to be no – I'm not intimidated by the doctrine on the show tonight, or none of y'all, really. I just only am intimidated by the Most High. So this is what I learned from Demona. All of the people, the patriarchs of the Bible, not all of them, but most of them, a lot of them, had multiple wives. Right. We come into this Greco-Roman system called America, and we have been taught a certain thing. And when I talked to those women, they let me talk to the women. And guess what? I went and talked to them. And I know one sister say to me, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the mic back over to the brother. But I know some of y'all is gonna appreciate me doing this. The sister said, "Brother, first of all, let's correct something. Quit saying multiple wives." She said, "Us women are <laughs> one." wife. That threw mm-hmm. me off right there. She said, we don't look mm-hmm. at it like multiple. And I said, well, come on now. I said, I said you know how a lot of brothers are. And she said, when well, you talk about sexual, she said, listen, our men are not like a lot of men in America. No, no disrespect to you, brother. She said, but our men are very busy. We're trying to build a kingdom, build a nation. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of us cannot handle these average men. They're going, they're busy, and then we are doing things. We, see, you got to go to DeMona, folks, to understand what the sister is saying. They are very, very, very busy building a nation. Is nobody in DeMona twirling their thumbs? I promise you that. And uh, later on, I don't know if, Dr. Clark, if the doctor be able to get into this, but the, if they start talking about the boards and the businesses and the factories and all the things they're doing across across the country and the are traveling, they passports, they got to have two or three passports because they're always in the States, South America, Africa, West Coast. They, every, they're building, they're serious. Now, for those of you that might not be buying this, this flavor of Kool-Aid, let me just say this to you right now. Remember, the show tonight is talking about a remnant a portion of our people return to Israel. If you don't quite understand what the doctor's saying, very intelligent man, remember the big, the, the bulk of the show is talking about just getting it out of your mind that we cannot survive in other countries. Get that out of your mind. They are doing it in, right. fact, in style. All right?
6: right. Now, Great.
2: I just have to say this also. There are other people that I have met that do not, they know the people in DeMona, They don't have no problem with the people in Demona. They go in and out of Demona, but they live in Beersheba, or they live in all over. It's not just Demona. Israel is huge, okay? So, again, we're talking to a brother that lives there, successful there, do a lot of things. He's just talking about his culture and the the kingdom of Yah, which is what they call it, uh, and what they're doing in Demona. Remember, folks, the bigger picture is there will be a return of the fathers chosen of his most yeah. of, of, of Israel okay and that's who we are we all on this line most this this show the promos went out to folks seasoned saints that know we are Israel and we're trying to get an idea of, of, of what it's like to live in the land and how successful this brother and a lot of people in Demona have been but again I know all types of people that live in the land my, my just my niece really quick and I'm going to turn it over to her. my niece lives there she loves it. She's been back to the States twice. And she said, I got to go back. I just got to go back. And uh, she is loving every drop of it, okay? And she is not necessarily with this group. She knows them. She mingles with them. She does business with them. So just know that, okay? Having said that, any questions or comments from my co host, uh, Sister Yaina or Sister Eliana? Please ask any questions if you have it yeah. on the phone lines. I'm I, I'm I'm gazing at the phone lines right now. Any questions, please press 1 but go ahead.
3: Yes, can you hear me?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, yes ma'am.
3: Okay. So, I've been wanting to to speak on some things that um Dr. Kraussler was saying. Uh one when he was talking earlier about um the the order and setting up Israel as a nation and uh, why we weren't included. And I was going to comment the fact that um, African Americans, although we might be very poor in the United States, but we are a multi-trillion dollar economy as a nation of oppressed people in this a superpower called the United States of America. We bring in our revenue from their oppressing us every day, the products we buy through the music, the, the um foods we eat, uh, fast food, sports. We are a multi-trillion dollar economy. So a a superpower like the United States does not want to necessarily let go of a people who are making them wealthy and keeping them on the forefront of their military power because whenever they create something, they sell it to us, we buy it, they market it to us through um, music, through uh, our, you know, they get our singers to to sing about it. So we go out and purchase it more than any other people, and we bring in a lot of revenue. And the second thing I wanted to comment on is when he said that in essentially what the Europeans did when they went over there um, after 1948, they built another New York, and that's absolutely correct, or another Chicago, because I remember I used to be on the board of directors of a, the oldest hospital in Jerusalem, Um, Israel called Shara Medical Center in Jerusalem. And I was part of the Northwestern um, Division out of San Francisco. And I I remember looking at some of the newsletters and some of the print things that, you know, I was privy to as part of that organization. And one of the things that caught my eye is they they had this thing called the Africa Israel Project, which was a construction company project. And I was drawn to it because it said Africa, Israel. But in the the commentary, they were talking about building more European cities in Israel. And I was confused by that then. That was like 10, 15 years ago. I didn't understand if this is Israel and it's the Holy Land, why are they talking about building European cities? And it took me a little while to understand that the Israel – The government of Israel there is really just a social, political, secular organization, not a spiritual one. So that's what a lot of people have to understand. It's not the Israel that we're talking about from the scripture. It's a a, a European state that is bringing in more Europeans to anchor down their state and their way of living. And many, many years ago, I taught, um, I homeschooled my kids, and I also started the school and taught other kids. And one of the things we started, we learned about Greece. Greece was, uh, many years ago, was a very uh, progressive nation, but they took their ideas of government and daily living from the a group of black people called the Etruscans, who were completely wiped out by the Romans, and the the Romans wiped out the Greeks. But the way of living, they had city-states, and they lived outdoors, and they were very friendly. And so most of our affluent, when we go to areas where there's a lot of affluent people, mostly European people, what we're looking at is a uh, a depiction and a continuation of the ancient Greek city-states okay. or those European cities, and that is what they've built in Israel as well sure. to keep that class and group of people coming they get converted, and then they become, quote, unquote, Jews, while the original biblical people, whom we are, uh, are being prepared to go into the land. But the good thing is they are rebuilding a lot of the waste places. So like Brother Seth is saying, Israel is large, it's huge, It, you know, and so what they're doing is they're going in the land of Israel, they're excavating, they're finding all these ancient biblical sites, and they're restoring them. So when we actually come back, there are scriptures that says we will go back and inherit houses that we didn't build, eat from vineyards we did not plant. All that is being prepared for us right now. They are in the land, Amen.
4: being busy, Amen. doing
3: a lot of work.
4: There you go, because
3: sis. if we come in, we're going to take over those areas Amen. and live there.
2: And we're not mm-hmm. going to have let, to do that. Let, 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 let me do it, Sister Eliana. I, I mean, you said a mouthful for a whole lot of key yeah. things. I would like to know what the doctor has to respond. Can you respond to what Sister Eliana is saying? That was powerful. I mean, uh, very, I very serious things there she saying. Finish. Do you think that's uh, a good thing? Can I say something happening?
4: when you finish?
2: Yeah, okay, Sister y- yeah. Yaina, uh, after you, uh, you respond, doctor, I want Sister Yaina if she can, uh, she, to ask a question. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, but uh, Sister Yaina, I'm going to make way for you, but that was spot on what Sister Eliana just said. I mean, perfect, perfect. And know that we're here for you. See, don't separate perfect. us from our people. I, I, we were kind of talking in jest about it, but we, we're we lined up three days in advance to watch a football game. We camp out in front of the stadium so we won't be late. You know, this is God's time. We we can't be late. We okay, we got here early. Some people wanna say we got here early. Okay, fine. But just like Eliana said, we had to set camp up. It had to be an infrastructure set up for the, 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 the tens of thousands that are gonna be returning. It, you know. But and let me say this and I'm not being I'm not I'm not gonna be biased and we're gonna be very big about it. There 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 is an element here of the European Jews that understand perfectly well what we're doing and they support us. It's not the majority. It's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 not enough. I say, but part of our work is to, brother Seth, you said it. This is a humanitarian movement. This is not a. It, it begins as a African movement because. We happen to be African, and it was a restoration of our heritage, which is African heritage. So that's proper. But restoring the world is not relegated to African people, you know. So, you know, even the, the scriptures talk about Israel as being a speckled bird. You know, but I'm just saying that to say that we don't, when you, when you, when the thousands return, you don't have to come in with your fist balled up anymore, because we will have endeared enough of the constituency of the, even the European Jews to support this truth Senate idea.
7: That's, powerful. that's
5: been, that's, that's been the work that we've been doing here all of these years. So, but that was a, a great, a great way you put that, Sister Eliana, that was extraordinarily perfect. Sister Yaina
2: Okay go ahead Doctor go ahead What
5: No I was just inviting Sister Yaina She said she had a a point she wanted to make I'll just give it a her Go ahead
2: Sister Yaina with your your question please
5: Well I I just have a comment
4: Um, I kind of see things A little bit different I mean I understand that You know prophetically Israel will come together As a nation And I do understand the political Uh province that took place in 1948. I believe that Esau had to do that in order to establish himself there. But there are so many prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled for those people that are in there professing to be us. And and, and from my understanding from the scriptures and what I read, there's going to be a great destruction. So, I mean, I understand where they say, you know, with, with the houses that, that we didn't build, we're going to, we're going to uh, go into those houses, and those are going to be ours. But when it comes to those people that are in the land professing to be us, there are multiple prophecies that still have to be fulfilled. They still have to put that temple together. The man of deception still has to show up. So there's a lot of things that have to happen that, that one world government has to be put together. The one world religion has to be All of these things have to do with Rome. It has to do with Esau. It has to do with multiple nations. Um, I think that it it, it is a wonderful thing that you all are there and you have had that experience. But at the same time, to me, from what I read prophetically, that's not the nation that the Bible is talking about restoring because it's not going to be established by these nations that have held us captive because we're still in captivity. And and I always tell people all the time, you can always change location. You can travel and go live anywhere. It's, It's free now for you to be able to do that. If I want to leave Ohio and go live in Australia, I can do that today and live there. But I'm still not a citizen of Australia. I am just a traveler that has changed my location. I am still a citizen of the United States of America. So, you know, when it comes to that, the reality of it is, is that right now Jerusalem is being trodden down underfoot by the Gentiles. And, and until their time is fulfilled, we're going to continue to see those things. You know, but like I said, I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, that you all have been there and been able to maintain yourselves as long as you have in that land, you know, and because we are the original people of the land. But Israel has to be gathered back together first. And then I believe that according to the scriptures that we'll go in. But I mean, you know,
5: it, it, it's apples and oranges, but, you know. That's that kind But of Sister, stuff. Sister Yaina, Sister Yaina, what you what you're saying is 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 is, is very correct. I think <clears throat> the you're not saying. You started off saying you see it a little different, but you're really you're really saying the same thing. That, that we're doing, it's the language that I'm using right now. I just haven't had a, the 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 enough time to really go into a lot of the the particulars. And I may have given the wrong impression when I I don't want you to think that mm. it's the European constituency that is building this and we're following them. That's that's not. Uh, if I made that impression, that was wrong. We are at the helm of this. Remember, this is a biblical experience that is prophetic and so even though we we had to move along the lines of what was here before we got here and in order to maintain a uh, uh, a, a reasonable effective and progressive way of continually building upon our redemptive and righteous platforms you know we, we have to engage in the other uh, constituents Uh, With a whole other kind of wisdom and understanding But you're right We're at the helm, when I say we I mean the righteous, truth-centered People are at the helm I was only saying that There are elements Of this spiritual Zionist idea in the midst Of the European Jews, there is And I was just acknowledging that So that we'll keep this idea Very broad, not to Overcredit them now. I don't want to. Please, I don't want to do that. It's like mostly like Sister uh, Eliana Has said. They have just replicated the the Western liberal democratic uh, societies that 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 that's overwhelming the world. Israel, Tel Aviv, is the largest, most popular gay community in the oh. world. Oh, we know. So, you know. Yeah. That's, that's 100% contradictory to what we're talking about. And I want to invite you to this, because you also said something, some things very important, Sister Yaina. You talked about prophecies. My experience as a scholar in Israel has been what we call, um, it's metaphysical in terms of um, what, what I'm charged to do is to see what prophecies are being fulfilled and which prophecies have been fulfilled. Many mm-hmm. of the things that you said, we, we we fulfilled more than I think you probably can imagine. And it's only because, and it's not a, 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 a slight on you, it's because these prophecies are being fulfilled from this part of the world and they have not fully manifested themselves yet. You know, when you t- when you talked about the uh, the, the one world religion, it's it's in place. It hasn't came to its zenith yet. We're watching it right now. But this whole one world system of of information that they've laid out over the internet and this whole world wide web, that's a religion, sis. You know, at the helm of that is a is yeah, a, is a pagan good. god idea. So I, I'm saying that you, you're for us to be in this land, remember, I'm you. I represent you. And part of the the end of the Euro-Gentile world system is when the Third Temple will be established. I'm the right, Third Temple. Right. What we've been discussing well, now, all that's night where we is just,
4: the, That's exactly where we just... But I, I will say this much, that Rome yeah. has to be, well, place be at a, that time. Uh,
5: yeah, when I say we're the temple, I mean when you understand, as as, as you get to the latter day of fulfilling prophecy, you must have a, a a spiritual idea. What's in heaven must be bound on earth. That means it has to be a spiritual and a social. Remember, spiritual people are social people, and so the new temple that's supposed to be established, it's it's a twofold. It's the temple that the Jews were supposed to. Established, which is according to the to the prophetic mandate, the third temple. Mm-hmm. But then there's the, the that's a physical temple, and that's what the Jews were supposed to be building, this return to the temple. But then there's the uh, spiritual uh, temple, and that's us.
2: And okay. I wanna I wanna I wanna address the whole spiritual you hear in the second, book. let me just take a you yeah, Let's take a little quick break, and uh, we're gonna come right back. But I just just wanna. I want those on the phone lines to get involved, I, uh, please. If you have a question or comment, don't be shy. Y'all don't be scared. <laughs> Press one and come on and just. Uh, you can shoot them at Sister Yaina, even Sister Eliana. They can take questions as well. Or our guests, folks. You listen to five smooth songs. Everybody okay with a break, real quick? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah, but Brother
5: Seth, uh, okay. I have to. Uh, I have to phone you. I'm gonna have to leave in the next ten minutes, though, Brother Seth. We kind them. Went over time. Okay. Oh, I tell you um, what? Let's
2: do this. Well, let's skip the break, then. I didn't know if you would. You know, uh, let's do this. I'll skip the break then for now. I just need to, uh, while you guys are talking, i just lay the phone down to give me something to drink. But listen, uh, briefly, uh, again, I want to thank you, brother, for coming on. I really appreciate the questions, Sister Yaina and Sister Eliana. Y'all are asking some very good questions. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the phone lines. I don't see a hand raised, so we'll just keep flowing, keep flowing. Brother, listen, uh... I you, we may have to do a part two because it's so much to what you you all are doing in Demona and remember family tonight, we're just simply talking about brothers and sisters in the land successfully, okay? But there are many, many people moving to Israel, live in Israel, been in Israel. There's some people went as far as in, in the 60s that wasn't a part of Demona. Well, maybe not the 60s, but I've heard people been there for a while, so I just kind of okay. want us to understand tonight we're interviewing one group of people that's successful, and maybe later on we'll bring on some other groups of people, but I promise you you, you're just hearing one group, all right, one successful, powerful group that impressed me very much so. These are some loving people, folks. I don't know what y'all are hearing or feeling from the brother, but they're very, very, uh, very real. I'm going to say this and I'm turning it back over to the brother because you don't hey, I have limited time. But one of the things I found out is that a lot of people go to Israel, Demona, and they don't come back. And y'all are hearing things like, oh, they went and got into a court cause they don't come back. Let me see why people don't come back. I've talked to a lot of them. Okay. They go there. And they're so happy with what they see. I had one elder lady to tell me, all my life, young man, I've been looking for black folks who know how to act, where I can feel safe, and I'm safe. She said, if I want to go home, I got I can make a phone call, and they'll come get me. It's not a problem. She said, I enjoy where I'm at. I've been looking for it all my life, and I want to die here in Demona. So her family goes and see her, and she comes. she'll comes. she come to the States, but her thing is, I do not want to ever go back and live in the United States. So again, folks, tonight we're just talking about, we just just just. Just putting it out there how a lot of our people are successfully uh, uh, moving away. Like Sister y- uh, Yaina said, and I vehemently agree with, and I think all of us agree, that the vast risk. The vast mass of, of people That's going to be returning According to prophecy Has not happened But again We do need eyes and ears In that land I don't think the Father Is just going to do something Magically And we all just go there we got to know Where things are And the land And you know The do's and don'ts And I'm telling you Demon, if you want to go To Israel Don't let the Israelis Show you around Let these people But go ahead Brother Kaz, uh, uh, Dr. Kazra Ben Yehuda Yeah Go ahead and make Your final comments Please sir
5: Okay uh, To that brother said So Um, So let's just wind it on down, because what happens is that after the, the standoff, after they expelled us from the institutions, that brought out another strength in us, because we had to establish our own educational institution. We couldn't go to their schools, so we had to build our own schools. We couldn't attend their health institutions, so we built our own. And all across the social sector, we manifest a what we call a new world and a divine experience of sociology, healthcare, education, transportation, government. You know, Dimona actually uh, is a today we're actually a legal what's called a urban kibbutz, meaning it's a organized system of government where we have our own independency in terms of what goes on within our community to a very large extent. You know, we had the opportunity to create the laws and the traditions that we're governed by. You know, quite naturally, we have to abide by the, you know, some of the state laws. But most of the, the ordinances and traditions that we follow have been created by the brothers and sisters who made this return. And that's what Brother Seth was, was speaking to uh, what he saw when he came here, he actually saw a city uh, governed by us. This is, you can almost, if you can imagine what wall, Black Wall Street looked like, maybe, what, what, 60, 70 years ago, that's what we've established. It's another, like, Black Wall Street, where okay, all yes, of the... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's he
6: Yeah, so, yeah, so
5: that's where... Uh, yeah, wow. we we hold on I heard some noise, but
2: brother, if you if you're not speaking uh, just let's go ahead, brother uh doctor, but I heard a little okay. echo there. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I didn't uh, Thought that was someone asking a question. But uh Okay, so, does somebody have a uh, question? And hold I on think, a well, let, uh, me uh, okay, okay. Yeah, let me just finish this point. Okay, okay. Yeah, let me just finish just another minute or let's two see. please. Uh probably the, the, the greatest institutions that we've established, the most uh, essential has been our educational institution, and that's one of the things that I do. I'm the headmaster and dean of the School of the Prophets Institute, or the Institute of Regenerative Truth. And so it's been the organization and the publication of this truth-centered uh, knowledge that's been one of the great accomplishments. You know, and the, the greatest of all of the authors and scholars that that helped build this institution was Benami himself. He's written about uh, over a dozen main uh, books that not only speak to our past and and, and speaks to the present, but also he lays out a a very candid and vivid idea of what the world will look like under the uh, governance of a truth-centered, redemptive ideal of, of governance. So it's been the dissemination an organization of this truth-centered knowledge that we've published. Uh, we we actually have curriculum that we've established. So uh, if someone wants to come and do a course in what is a Hebrew Israelite, you know, uh, what is you know divine health, what is divine education, we have this all laid out in a curriculum now. Also, uh, as Brother Seth mentioned, the achievements that we've made in health. There have been uh, delegations from the American Health Institute who have come and has done, you know, research on us as African-Americans, former African-Americans. And they wanted to see how were we faring outside of America, because one of the greatest elements that we have as a people is our health. Black men still die younger than any other people in the world whether cardiovascular diseases, cancers, et cetera, et cetera, most of those diseases, which are really lifestyle diseases, we've been able to champion them because of our change of lifestyle. You know, and that change of lifestyle was going back to the biblical idea of being healthy. You know, and this is why we're vegan, because one of the main things that the uh, Bible speaks to in the Genesis is that we are from the earth. Adam, man, is from the earth. And so, therefore, everything that we consume to regenerate ourselves, to replenish ourselves, must be from the earth. And that's a a, a vegan diet. As a matter of fact, we've been so successful at the vegan diet and the institutionalizing the vegan diet, meaning that we have a vegan factory, and we're selling and distributing uh, vegan products all over Israel, and many of the Israelis—that's one of the main things that they are uh, attracted to, and just totally overwhelmed with—is the the diet that we've created from the, the vegan cuisine. I saw that
8: personally. And, uh,
5: yeah, and so that's been another one of the great institutions that we've established in health, uh, and then music. You know, we have—we used to be referred to as the Motown of Israel, because we are uh, uh, the music industry. Uh, has been uh, very successful. In the early days, we made most of our income as a community through our entertainment sectors. Uh, and it, it, there's so many other things that we've been successful in creating other types of technology and uh, in, in water restoration, uh, uh, yeah. agriculture, you know, and we've mastered these sciences here, and now we are proliferating them all over Africa. Brother Seth had mentioned Uh, that we have businesses in other parts of the world, and our focus is Africa. That's because the world cannot be redeemed without Africa. You know, this is every nation who are interested, trying to maintain what they may want to refer as world dominion, this is why they're in Africa today, because it's the not just the mineral resource, but the human resource, the spirit of the people of Africa, that translates into value, you know. And so this is why the Chinese, the the so-called Arab people, even Israelis are trying to dig deeper into African uh, sectors so they can uh, continue to, you know, what I would say, exploit, you know, the people. But my point is uh, we're in Africa as process of the, the restoration of civilization idea, and so mainly we're in uh, we're in West Africa in Ghana, which is our strongest and most populated uh, extension. We have a, a health food industry there. Uh, we're actually building what's called a restoration village, and that's probably the biggest project we have on our desk right now, and that is. We know, like the sisters have mentioned, that America is going to socially collapse. Don't can't put the time factor on it, but pretty soon, you know how you see those Mad Max movies and those science fiction movies where they show, you know, all the zombies and the, the, the health care, the social infrastructure has collapsed and the people are just, you know, all just zapped out. That's coming. very That, that day is going to appear. And our people are going to need somewhere to go. And we're preparing that place. You know, the uh, the restoration of Israel was our homeland. But the greater idea is the restoration of Africa and the world. We're in Kenya. We have uh, water restoration projects in Kenya, agricultural projects. Uh, we're in South Africa. Uh, and we have some minor ex- um, things that we're doing in other African you know, that we have a lot of opposition, to. There's a lot of people that do not want us to succeed. Remember, Malcolm was killed for this. You know, King was killed. Anytime you had African people who were messianic, you know, African-Americans, Africans anywhere who tried to connect the Africans in the diaspora, Back to the Africans on the continent You know, you came up under the watch Of those intelligent agencies
6: Oh yeah,
5: oh yeah They don't want this to happen And so we understand It's just, you know, saving the world And restoring civilization Can't be a very dangerous job To take on, you know But we're up for it, because we've always been soldiers And and I'll end with that point that, That we're fighting for the lives Of not just our people But for the lives of everyone who understands that they have the right to live. And so what I would like to do, Brother Seth, is please invite us back and we can um, maybe, there's a few things I didn't say that probably would be important to understanding this portion of the show, but there's so much more about the restoration process, the redemption process, the, the future vision of what we are working towards that I think would be very interesting, you know, to your viewers because or your listeners, because we're one people, and you all cannot uh, uh, um, separate what we're doing from you because we don't separate ourselves from our history in America and our people in America. Absolutely, and I will invite you back. I don't know if you were able to, but maybe. Go ahead, go ahead. You said I'd like to thank you. You know that was my point. I want to thank you for for your efforts because it it seems to me that you've been at this quite some time with this radio show and to to bring myself on and probably others you know like until me and like you said, the great thing is you said you don't even though you don't believe or you don't support everything that we do, but at least you have enough understanding that our people need some great courage and some some great vision you know and we still are at very tenacious war to save our lives and our people's lives. And we need allies. We have to be working towards a, a united and whole uh, restoration process. So I'd like to thank you for inviting me. And to um, I'm, I'm honored to have met such two intelligent women, uh, Brother Eliana, I mean Sister Eliana, I'm sorry, and, and uh, Sister Yaniv. Um, I'm sorry, your name again? Yaniva. Yaina,
4: my name is Ja-ina. Yaina. I'm
5: sorry, I'm so sorry. Yaina, yes, sir. Very nice to meet yeah. you as well. Yeah, my screen disappeared and I lost you. I had your name on my screen and the screen got away from well, me. Well,
2: do me a favor. I don't know, brother, because you clicked on the link. Everybody else called and he's, the, I, I, I guess the doctor is... is <laughs> Us, with us by way of a, a link, and I and sister Yaina I know you do blogging. Sister Ariana, you do too. Maybe y'all know the answer to this, but he is in the VIP room. I don't know if it's gonna cut off at ten or not, but I know you got to go in and go eight. So I just want to thank you, but I don't want it to abruptly cut off. Well, it's 54, so we should have we should be fine. You're gonna be probably gone before 10. But listen, I just want to say this to everybody listening. Again, I know how people think, and I know um you didn't you didn't scratch the surface, brother. You you did an excellent job, but it's far what the is about, what they're doing, the history of the, y'all. He didn't even talk about the women and talk about the businesses. He didn't cover everything. They're on boards, folks. The Israeli got them on boards. They advising. They got children in the army. What does that mean? That that. The, I mean, it's just all kind of angles to this. Y'all have not heard. So I think we should do a part two. And uh, uh, so if that's okay with you, I'll put you on the spot. You already said you didn't mind anyway. So I think we should do a part two next week and just cover some of the other things. And again, folks, this is just one group in the Aliyah or Aliyah or the return in Israel that have reached us successfully. So let's quit trivializing the idea and and thinking everybody's a part of a cult because they want to leave the United States. The United States has not been our home for a long, long, long time. And we need to start thinking about going somewhere. Some of you can't fathom going to Israel. Go somewhere. Get somewhere out of America because, again, something is coming very soon. Now, uh, I'm here at 90 seconds, so... I don't want this to cut off. Uh, Sister Eliana, anything quickly you want to say to the brother? Because it may cut off literally in 90 seconds.
3: I just want to say that um, right now, you know, every one of us have maybe a different understanding, but we're not in the land as he is. So I, I, I really want to say to all of us, what we need to do is just be in prayer because there's a lot of fullnesses that we still have to come into. We don't have to disagree with one another. But there's many more things that we're coming into the truth of. So let's just be in prayer with one another and some of the opinions are gonna change as we get in the position where our brother already is.
4: And that's all I'd like to say.
2: So Yaya quickly.
4: Oh no, I thank you so much for allowing, you know, me to have the opportunity to speak with you. Um and I hope everything goes well, you know, while you guys are there and that the most high watches over you always. And much love. I mean, you know, we are family. We blood family. So, you know, from those 12 brothers, you know, so we always have each one of our best interests at heart. You know, we just want to make sure that you guys are going to be over there and be safe because there's a lot of things getting ready to happen, not only in America, but there as well. So we definitely will be holding you up in prayer. Um, I know your DDL has my information and my email address and everything, and um, we, if you need to contact us for any reason, please feel free, you know, because we will be willing to do whatever you guys need to help out over there, you know, as much as we can.
2: Well, I'm going to say with Brother uh, 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 Dr. Cosvir, uh, I think this is going to cut off in any, any, any second. If if, you, if you're if here in 10 more seconds, that means it didn't cut off. Again, thank you. And I uh, want you to go ahead and have final words to everybody because I got to think it's going to cut off, but it may not. Okay? So quickly go ahead and let's see what happens. Are you there? Okay. Dr. Ben Yehuda. Okay, that's what I thought. So, folks, what happened is, Sissy, are you there, right? Sister Eliana? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, don't scare me like that. <laughs> all right, Dr. Coswell Ben Yehuda, we appreciate him coming on. I kind of figured because he was on the phone lines, I knew what would happen. Everybody on the phone lines always get cut off right at 10 o'clock. I mean, excuse me, everybody on the uh, that clicked on the link always get cut off. He heard Sister Yaina give her a final address, and so that's all that matters. Um, folks, listen, I just want to thank Everyone, for tuning in and listening to the brother. We're going to continue to talk about some of the things he was saying. But before I do that, I want to take a little short break, and uh, we'll be right back. Sister, Ellen, are you okay with the break?
3: Absolutely. I'm okay
2: with the And Sister Yaina it looked like her line dropped. I'm going to try to get her back on the phone. I don't know what happened. I can't believe she would... I think her line just dropped, so so I'm going to try to get her back on on another line here. But anyway, folks, we'll be right back.
1: I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Mm -hmm. Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, however frustrating the hour, it will not be long. Because truth, crushed earth will rise again. Yes sir. How long? Not long. Yes
6: sir. Because
1: no lie can live forever. Yes sir. How long? Not long. How long? Because you shall reap what you sow. Yes sir. How long? Not long. Long. True forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, sir. yet that scaffold sways the future. Yes, sir. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above His own. How long? long. Not long. long, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Yes, sir. How long? Not, not long? not long, because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes, sir. He's trampling. Calcivated by the grapes of wrath, of Yes, sir. Yeah. He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Yes, sir. His truth is marching on. Yes, sir. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. Lisa. Lisa. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Yes, sir. Oh, be swift my soul to answer him. Be jubilant my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah.
2: Again, I want to thank you for coming to Five Smooth Stones tonight I think we have a, a very insightful, provocative show And I do mean those two words Just uh, so glad the doctors come on tonight and share some things about what they're doing In the so-called Kingdom of Yah In the city of Damona and the nation of Israel your homeland, African Americans This is where it all began for you I know everybody comes from the motherland But we left Mom and Pop's house And we went into various nations And out of the nation of Israel Out of the loins of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Called Israel And It brings us to 2018 so, folks, anyway, hopefully you uh, you heard me earlier talk about part one, how to get a hold. If you don't know anything about this and this, this whole thing is brand new to you, you don't understand nothing that was said. You don't understand. Why are we only talking about we Jews, Israelites? You can barely see it. Go check out part one called Reality Check. Go to Google and type in Reality Check Space five smooth songs and you'll get part one part two and part three part one we dealt with the curses how we know we Israel strong biblical proof of how we know we Israel that's your show and if you heard part one and you just you just not feeling real good about hearing all those curses remember this is not to be upon you if you obey the father what father would do that That's why we're in this situation, because of rebellion. If you change your heart and you seek his face, why would you walk in rebellion? But you will mourn for your nation just as the Messiah did. He came, Israel was in bondage, he left Israel in bondage, but he, along with the Father, instituted a plan that is just second to none by way of his blood and trusting in the redemptive work that the Father pulled off on Golgotha. Now we've been made one with Christ. So I'm gonna go to the phone lines. uh Sister Eliana, your line is open, and Sister Yaina, your line is open. I see you're back. So I want to just take the time now and just go to both of you and just find out what you thought of the brother. Sister Eliana, want you go ahead and go first. Tell us what you thought of the interview. Any insightful things you learned? Um, just what can the people gleam you think, what did you get that you, you gleaned from the interview, please? Okay,
3: well, um, first of all, I want to say I really enjoyed uh, hearing our brother, and then I want to apologize for the um, background noise, because when the show came on, I was at my parents, and I decided to stay there in a quiet place so I could be on the broadcast. But... Now oh, it wasn't was, bad
2: at all, sister. You are okay.
3: Okay. So basically, um, very insightful, very inspiring. And, um, you know, I, when I went to Israel, I was invited to go to Demona. And um, I was there with my husband and my An additional week, and come to Demona. And as a matter of fact, that was the week that Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown went into Demona. They, they flew in. We would, I would have been able to meet her personally and some of the leaders of Demona and really the community. But my husband didn't want to stay, so I, I really do feel, you know, that I had a disadvantage because I was, my heart was burning to go there, but uh, didn't get a chance to make it time. But what I felt, you know, that it was very, very insightful, and I do plan to go again uh, to Israel and to visit. And uh, but I wanted to say something as well, you know, just to jump back on, just for anyone else that's really listening, and you've heard all these things, and you know, you know that you know that you know deep down inside that what we're saying about uh, the, the African American <clears throat> people or the Black people in the United States and all of the world that have been scattered are the hebrews but there's still that little question in your mind you know um, if you look at a dictionary i something blew my mind a while back of several years ago when i looked at the word looked up the word ghetto in the dictionary years ago okay i found out that the word the, the definition of ghetto was a place for the jews and at that time i was really confused because that's, it seemed to be the only people living in the ghetto back then were black people. When the ghettos started to fill up with a whole bunch of other nationalities, the government changed it to urban areas, started calling it urban areas instead of ghettos. But as long as it was predominantly Hebrews, it was called a ghetto. Now that word came over from Germany but it referred to a place where the Jews lived. So if you got a if you have a dictionary
2: You're breaking up just a little bit there, sister. Repeat the last 30 seconds, please.
3: Sorry about that. But if you have an older dictionary that you can look up that word, ghetto, you will find the definition that it's a place for the Jews. And during those times in the 60s and 70s, we were predominantly... The largest people living In ghettos So that, Like, like uh, someone said earlier The government, the CIA All of these uh, governing bodies They've always known who we are And what they fear Are those prophetic scriptures That do talk about our coming out Our rising And there are, like Sister Yaina said There's going to be some Destruction Some heads are going to roll You know, that's part of Hour coming out as well that The nations are going to pay And there's going to be some fighting You know physical fighting And I mean there's going to be a war But um, that's what they fear And that's why They wanted to keep us in the dark About who we are But they knowing all the time uh, Who we are And also the number one threat To the United States of America And this has been on the books For many many years The national security, number one threat to the United States of America, is black people. And the reason is because we're a nation within a nation. If we have to go back to scripture to understand the number one national threat to ancient Egypt, and it was said in scripture, were the Hebrews. Yes, yes. So we are the Hebrews. We say black people because that's how we've been socialized, but we are uh-huh. the truth. And Egypt was a world power... Ancient Egypt was a world power in its day. Modern-day Egypt, where we live, quote-unquote, the United States of America, is a modern-day world power. And at the same time, both nations considered the Hebrew the national threat. This is why our ancestors were put in slavery in the first place in ancient Egypt because the king said, look at these people. They are numerous in the land of Goshen. Now, if they decide to side with our enemies, that we'll be outnumbered and they'll wipe us out. So that's why they enslaved our people.
2: It is the same yes, yes. And Sister Yana, just, we're coming to you a little bit.
3: And this is why they want to incarcerate quickly or kill our young men because the men, the men are the strength of our nation in terms of fighting power. And muscle, the, the the women are the birthers of our nation and the nurturers of our nation. So if they can destroy, and that's what they've always tried to do, is destroy our nation by killing our men and dividing us so that we cannot breed and have strong children. This is what they fear. This is what they fear. So no, you know, look around, look at history. If you don't want to even consider the Bible. Just look at the history
2: of the United States of America <laughs> since slavery and understand what, who we are. Uh, sister what first of all, thank you, Sister Eliana, for those points, Look little history down the history lane there to validate everything that's been going on today. That was very good. Sister yaina I just want to hear you either chime off of what she just said or anything off what the brother, the doctor was saying earlier. Uh, what do you think so far, Sister
4: well i mean you know we have a, a, a we have a slight difference of opinion you know like i said though that's family you know i love my family and i know that you have a lot of people on this line that are new to this whole movement you know and i and our goal is to be there to be a softening board for them and i just want to encourage your listeners you know to keep studying keep listening to you all and and you know be be prepared for the miraculous, because the High is getting ready oh, to wow. turn around yeah, and face his people. He's getting ready to turn around and face his people. He said, I hid my face from you. He said, but, but now I'm going to turn around and face a nation. And he doesn't look at us as individual success stories. We are a nation in exile, you know, because we disobeyed the Mopaya. And we have to always remember that no matter what we do. But knowing that he chose us and he loves us and he said he won't leave, not one will be left behind, you know, and I'm just excited to know that, you know, I know we talked about H.R. 1242, you know, where President uh, uh, Trump signed it into law, that now it is a law that we have been here for 400 years as of August the 20th of 2019. And we have fulfilled Genesis chapter 15. And I know a lot of people think that's Egypt. And I know that they have references in the New Testament where they Philip is saying that that's Egypt, but the, the government of this land has told us how long we have been here and that we came here as slaves. So we're getting excited about that. And that's why we're having the 2019 day of repentance where people are coming from all over the world together to go down on our knees in prayer and ask the Most High to forgive us and to deliver us from these lands. So I, I just believe that YAH is mighty enough and He's strong enough and He's powerful enough just like He did in Egypt. He came and got His people. And the same thing I really believe is going to happen here. And it doesn't matter where you are around the world. He said, I'm going to gather you from the four corners of the earth. So we just believe YAH we trust y'all, and we're gonna wait on y'all, and that's that's all I have to say. And I, and I appreciate you letting me come on the show. And um, you know, anyone that would like to uh, uh, contact us for any reason, uh, we have an email address. It is the Yehuda Project at gmail dot com, and Yehuda is spelled Y E H U D A H. And we have a YouTube page, and it is just Yehuda Project, and it have, we have multiple teachings on YouTube and stuff, and I would just encourage you because, you know, it's very important. I've always been taught that it's very important before you make any decision, make sure you have all the facts in front of you. Before and you I just want to decision, say this,
2: Dr. Cosriel uh, Dr. Ben Yehuda said this. Uh, he said he enjoyed the show, and for sure, he really enjoyed the sisters, he said, and he's on Messenger, so if you want to get contact him, folks, he's one of my friends. All you got to do is look on his name, K-H-A-Z-R-I-E-L. And he was very humble, very humble. Y'all, this man bio is four pages long. For real, he heads up the School of the Prophets in Demona. The people are sharp as attack. I mean, they know their stuff, Hebrew fluently, the Greek experts, they he just didn't really uh, do it no justice because he was trying to get into the show. I don't blame him. But that brother is well accomplished, very educated man. And we're going to have him on next week because I'm telling you, we really didn't touch the surface. And I think we did a good job, but it's just so much to cover. And Sister uh, 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 Yaina and Sister El- Eliana both had, uh groups. They have their things that they're doing in their own uh, states and so forth. And I really think they probably should do some shows all by themselves. Folks, nobody's twiddling their thumbs on this phone line. But the doctor tonight really can go probably five more shows. And I'm not going to do five more shows, but I will do a part two. So next week, if you're listening and tuning in right now, remember, tune in next week and you'll be able to hear him go some more. And I guarantee you probably won't repeat nothing he said tonight. I mean, it's so much I can think of. He, you know, there's just so much they're doing. I mean, they're everywhere. Then uh, There are all kinds of states. They got farms all over in Texas. They got people all over. And again, this is not the voice of the Israelites. Since the Yaina and the Yehuda Project is not the voice of the Israelites. Brother Seth, I'm not affiliated with either one of them. I'm not and I yet believe in what they're doing we are Israel and we're just trying to be formed again and come on and just be that nation again and we're going to have some disagreements like Sister Yanni said but you see her spirit we just got to learn to work together and understand that we are Israel the world is going to know it and we've got to understand like brother, like the doctor was saying that some of these so called Ashkenazi Jews know who we are we got to not make it a black thing it's got to be a, a spiritual Jew we all even though we bloodline. And I'm going to say this: those harsh, staunch believers on the line is saying, wait a minute, y'all are talking too much about this flesh. What about the spiritual Jew? We all have to be spiritual Jews before the Father can work with us. I don't think he's just going to work with biological, natural Israel if they're rebellious knucklehead no, people. I just don't believe that. That's what God's in the situation in the first place. So I, there's no way in the world I'm going to think he's about to trying to resurrect some people that's taking us back. I think it's about the heart and that's that remnant. That really is that remnant. Yeah, it's going to be a great awakening of who we are, but I don't think everybody's going to turn to him, to their heart because they're not going to seek him and they're not going to be used. So, I salute the sisters just like brother the doctor just said. Y'all sisters are doing your thing. I really respect what y'all are doing. And what i like to do now is just go ahead and uh, get some final words So we can kind of wrap this up uh, I want to just again Tell everybody if y'all want those First three shows we did This is like a part four really The first three shows was called Reality Check We didn't name this show without Reality Check But it's really a part four uh, Please go to Google Type in five smooth Stone Space Reality Check And, and Blog Talk Radio if you, uh, Any one of those phrases Should uh, bring that up for you. Okay, if you can't remember all that just go and Google and just type in Five Smooth not Block Talk Radio and you'll just see the last four shows we did. That's probably the fastest way. But sister uh Yaina, I want you to go ahead if you could go again. I think and, and just go ahead and get final words because I know you said you had to get up pretty early, and I thank you for staying so late. And Sister Eliana says she on the West Coast is probably you know it's a lot earlier there, so I'll let you have last words, uh, uh, next words after her. But Sister uh, Yaina, final words to the to the uh, full line full of people line full of people and again we're going to do a show just for you and the Yehuda Project uh, I would say after this brother's done next week maybe the sec two weeks from now we'll let you come on and talk about the Yehuda Project and, and I really hope, is that okay with you? You think you would be able to do that? Does your schedule permit that? Sister Yaina? Did her line drop? Uh, let's see well, I don't see her. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll tell you what. Let me go to Sister Eliana. And we'll come back to Sister Yana. Sister Eliana, you want to talk a little bit about uh, just how to get a hold of you? Just and go ahead and take about two or three minutes. Tell everybody what you were doing as of late, and uh, any announcements you have,
4: anything. Okay, yes. I just wanted to...
2: Now, you scare me, me with those long pauses, sister. <laughs> you well, are scaring me. I thought mute. I lost I thought you... both of y'all. Well, I have you Go on ahead.
3: mute. And, uh, okay, I have you on mute. <laughs> and also, I'm babysitting my, one of my grandchildren, so she's... Oh, we see. And okay, that makes sense. Thank you for getting the Getting her I some sex for school. So, anyway, but... Um, what I wanted to say, final words. You know, you can get a hold of us. We do have an email address, and I was so grateful for Sister Yaina giving out her email address because I've been remiss. Um, it is Beth Salome at gmail dot com. Sister Yaina. Also, if you want to listen, we I have some archived blog talk shows called the Wisdom of Torah on Blog Talk Radio with Eliana Batya. Again, our ministry is Beth Shalom Mashiach, which means House of the Messiah's Peace. And we are just reaching out to the community. We are teaching. We are trying to educate our people of who we are. And we are taking that different approach. You know, we don't feel like we have to be angry Um, We really want the people to have an understanding that the reason why our families are in the conditions that they are in is because of an ancestral rebellion, and we are the fruit of those ancestors living in the diaspora. But it was so beautiful to hear about that HR bill that was signed declaring our 400 years um, in 2019 because – That is the proof that we are that people whom the Most High spoke to Abraham to let him know that your descendants would go into captivity, would be strangers in a strange land, and mistreated and treated cruelly for 400 years. And 2019 is the end of that 400 years. And then we are coming out. So I'm very, very excited. And that's what the message that we want to give the people is the excitement that we have that this is almost over and the Most High is gathering us again.
2: Well, I appreciate that, and I uh, just just appreciate your spirit tonight. I know you could have did this whole show by yourself, sister. And uh, so everybody is doing so much. These are very busy people, folks, very busy people, and they love our people. Uh, I I believe that, and I believe that by the spirit. So, Sister Eliana, what I'm going to do is go ahead and mute your line and go ahead and close the show. Are you okay with that?
3: I'm fine with it.
2: Okay, and, and like she said, she's babysitting and doing some other thing, even as she we speak. So I appreciate those sisters coming on. I think Sister Yaina's line drop, and y'all know what happens when your line drop after 10 o'clock. You just can't come back, so maybe she's uh, trying to Um, I had a three-way in at that moment. She was actually on my line that, that second time. So anyway, it's the end of the show anyway. I think we did a very good job, you know, just talking about the reality of living in Israel Um. The great things people are doing in Israel. How it's not a cult, like many people think. Again, you can't get those. Um, not that celebrities are our standard. Not that they're our standard, but folks, I promise you, a lot of people go there. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a, little, a quick little story. I'm just going to wrap this up here quickly. But uh, when I go to Israel, you know, I work for the airlines, and I would often fly first class because we can do that. And one of the flight attendants told me something I'll never forget. She says, "Are you a?" Uh, she says, are you a celebrity? Now, when I t- she asked me where was I going. I said, Demona. And she said, are you a celebrity? I said, what do you mean am celebrity? You know, she says, because anybody uh, that's going to Demona, uh, especially in first class, they're always a celebrity. I said, no, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just, right. And so she's used to people. When the plane pulls up, this was the first turmoil they had in Tel Aviv, they will let out certain people, dignitaries, do not go to the regular uh uh, immigration the area, they don't go to regular, they, they do something special with people like Whitney and Bobby and Blair Underwood that went, and so they're used to seeing those limos pull up and get these people, and that's what she was saying. Folks, these people is not a joke. The 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 area they've taken that that area that Israel gave them in the land in the hills of Judah, which was crazy, because that's actually who they was claiming to be from the tribe of Judah. So they overplayed their hand by putting them there, thinking they was gonna fail, and they've made that land out of a little bit of heaven. It's very clean. I took my family there. I've taken over twenty five people there, somewhere around there, and I'm telling you, folks, they have. Has not been told. And that's just one group of people. Then there's groups of people that have said, the Father led me to Israel. I met people that say, I, I came here in 1978 or 75 or something. And they're living, they don't even know the people in DeMona. It's lots of African Americans that have moved and either have dual citizenship or just just citizenship in Israel. And then many, many more I run across people all the time that are saying they're getting ready, they're getting ready. So the Father is getting ready. Is this the big wave? No. I don't believe it is. But I think the Father is staring up. We've got to have somebody in that land to be the eyes and ears to have some type of infrastructure. And I just don't think the Father is going to do nothing shabby. And I don't think it's going to be really spooky. I do think it's going to be full of wonder and amazement. You know, that's the way he rolled. But I just don't think it's going to be we go there and everything's just, come on now. Somebody's got to be there to kind of, you know, at least till we get our feet settled. So it's very practical. It's very realistic. It's not pie-in-the-skyish. And more than anything, it's biblically based. The Father says it many times in the Scripture about a remnant returning from their place of captivity, especially after the 400 years and returning. To the land of promise. Now, why is it important? Because what America is going to go through, this is a a matter of safety for a lot of people. Now, you can stay in America. I mean, many of us can stay in America. Those of us that want to stay in America. Uh, um, However, what that means is you have to be walking by the Spirit for your safety because there will be so much destruction all around you. There isn't such a thing as one nation be more violent and the death rate going extremely high than other nations. Even as we speak, that's true. Well, America is going to be one of those places where the death rate is going to be very high. You can still make it with the, with the Holy Spirit guiding you if you're going to just stay here. I don't think, I think the Father understands... Uh, But I do think there's judgment going to get this land, and for the most of us that don't listen to the Spirit and follow, we're going to get a piece of that judgment, a big backlash of it. A lot of our people are going to perish according to prophecy. According to prophecy, this is true. A lot of our people are going to perish in this land. I'm not talking about death normally. I'm talking about early deaths and, and just Probably through racism, Trump is going to be heavily used. I think he's already setting the stage for that. White supremacist dudes are rising up all over the place. and What are these people going to do? So you got to really pay attention to what's going on, folks. I'm not trying to give a gloomy uh, forecast here. I'm saying there's something really happening here, and we need to start thinking about growing, having a second passport or a second home. If you don't want to go to Israel, I understand, but you got to think of something because this country is changing right before our eyes, and I think Israel is a beautiful place. You already got a lot of African Americans there, and they're very happy. A lot of them are very happy. I, I, I mean, every time I go, that's that's the that's the, the drawback. Like I said earlier, a lot of people, the Israelis, let me just say this, I'm just talking before I wrap this show up. about to wrap it up in the next two or three minutes. Well, folks, let me tell you something happened to me. When I first went to Israel in 2001, I went to Egypt. I went to, flew into Israel, but I didn't want to go into the land. I stayed in the airport. I wanted to take a bus from the airport into Egypt. Why? To kind of see what possible area my forefathers may have walked on foot. I just want to see it. It's just me, okay? I'm, I'm goofy like that. So, I end up having a not not a uh, excuse me not a bus. I actually. Let me get this right. Let me slow down. When I got to Israel, I wanted to go to Egypt, so I didn't leave the airport. I took a plane from Israel, Tel Aviv, into Cairo. That way, you know, I didn't want to see no part of Israel first. So I just only saw the airport, and I flew into Cairo. Then I wanted to take a bus from Egypt into Israel. That's what I meant to say. So I was able to go to the Suez Canal and all this stuff. Now, folks, when I got to the – took that bus to the uh, Egyptian – and I got the top of, which is the the border, y'all gonna like this story, this is very true. They denied me entry. And the people in the morning sharp as attacked, you know, all those people up in the higher ranks of the government, they was able to make a phone call at night to get me cleared. But at that time I found a hotel room and I didn't wanna come back out and get out of my bed and, 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 and go. So I end up sleeping and get it going back the next morning. Make the long, long story short and I'll talk more details about this story later on, y'all really appreciate this story. It's really glamorous, so I'm just going to fine-tune it by saying the little girl, the the immigration lady that that stamped my uh, passport, you know, she was talking to me why they denied me the first time, and she was saying, you know why they denied you? I said, no. She said, because y'all don't go back. I said, what do you mean y'all don't go back? She said, well, people go to Demona and they never return back to the land, a lot of them. And so the Israeli government literally is having trouble with people going to Demona and staying there. Now, when I mentioned that to the in Demona, they didn't deny it. they said, Oh well, yeah, we know that. We seize the power to define. We seize the power to define, brother, and they were very cordial, like I said, they're very nice and very respectful. But that's one part where some of them disagreed. And I'm sure brother uh, doctor the doctor would agree with me on this, and here's why. People go there, I'm telling you, and they say I've been looking for this all my life. So why am I talking so much about Demona tonight? I'm just letting you all know that there's over 3,000 people Somewhere around that neighborhood living in Israel. They're not just in Dimona. We didn't talk about that even. But they're all over. That's just Dimona, just where most of them are. But they're in uh, Sega Salong. they just all over. They live all over around the Dead Sea. they all over Israel. African Americans that went there in 1960 and have had children, those children have children, those children have children. They're already in the land, folks. And this is just the Demona camp, which is the largest of all the people that went to Israel. But there's a lot of people that don't associate or don't know the people of Demona, and they're in the land as well. So, again, most important thing about this show is the Father has commanded, so come out of her, my people, that you may not partake of her destruction. Maybe you don't come out of her now, because again, I don't think it's the big return. But, folks. I hope we hit it hard, and I think we did, that it is a reality. African-Americans are not only the true Israelites, but African-Americans are waking up in a remnant portion, a small portion, I believe, because the bulk of us are not going to go. We're too in love with where we're at, and we're just comfortable, and we don't want nothing new. And we're just going to go through a lot of persecution living in the United States. Just know it's coming, but you've been warned tonight. I love every single one of y'all. I do, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it, okay? Again, next week we are going to have a part two. Uh, I want to thank uh, those of you that tuned in tonight, I really do. Y'all have been such a, a blessing just to, uh, and many of you on the phone line, I'm looking at the phone line right now, just packed full of people. My goodness, my goodness, who are you that this show make that you're interested in this topic? Who are you? That this topic is of interest to you, surely the Father is doing something in this land, and we have no idea. Many of us, uh, we're in the middle of our end time prophecy, and truly, uh, Ezekiel thirty-seven is uh, <laughs> e- Ezekiel thirty-seven is living, is being re- re- manifested right before our eyes. So, I'm going to go ahead and go out with. Uh, a song that is dear to me. I keep playing this Nigerian praise and worship leader, uh, Miss uh, Sinach from uh, uh, Africa, uh, Nigeria. And I'm going to go out with the song, just talking about Waymaker, how the Father is going to make a way for us. And then she mentioned Jesus. Of course, we know his name was Yeshua, Yahweh Shah or just the Messiah, how we all want to call it. But just listen to the words, and as we wrap this show up, let's all just enjoy this last song. As we think about our brothers and sisters returning back, Israel becoming a nation, the valley of the dry bones coming together, the the, the bones, the, my goodness, I can just feel it. So anyway, I think what I'll do is after the Sanak song, I'll play Zeke 37, folks. So anyway, check this out. God bless you.
7: among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, and say to it, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, breath entered them, they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army.